Hi everyone, Simon here. Just a quick message before you start listening to this episode. Just want to say that Dom and I try and bring some light comedy-ish to some of the aspects within this episode. Uh, We also, of course, highlight the seriousness and the tragic nature of the episode as well. Um, I just want to make it abundantly clear for everyone that there is no justifiable reason ever to take a firearm weapon of any kind into school or violence onto any person, um, you know, any innocent person at all. I mean, we don't condone violence in any way. Um, and though we empathize and sympathize with Jimmy as a character and what he what he goes through and bullying and the effect that that can have... Um, there still is no justifiable reason ever to conduct violence on another person or threaten or take a take a gun into school and that is a choice that he made um and we do not condone it so we we make a lot of jokes in this not trying to be insensitive but just trying to you know be lighthearted about it in the context of it being a tv show but of course we know that people us included relate tv shows and movies to real life so in the context of real life um and within the context of the show there is no reason uh, justifiable at all uh to take a gun into a school and so just want to make that really clear um i think it's clear in the episode anyway but just to be super clear on that point and yeah i hope you enjoy the episode of the podcast it is a heavy one of course um yeah we appreciate your support and yeah hope you enjoy it you just became a raven your art matters it's what got me here let's go let's go ravens on three one two three great Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 60 episodes of One Tree Hill. Hell yeah you have. And tonight's episode for debate is season 3, episode 15, Watch the Fireworks. Error. Reconfiguring. Perspective, nephew. I'm here to adjust yours. It's gonna have problems with her hands. Someone yeah. she can pick up plates and not feel that they're boiling. You uh-huh. know, she's got asbestos fingers. They're gonna be rough. What is that? Is that a like, crow's foot? What the fuck? At the cafe, like, can I can I see something Italian? Can I see that it had an impact on you? Can I see that what Keith and Lucas went through for them six weeks that you were away were worth it, Karen? Karen! You know, like the person you've become, then do something about it, because no one's gonna do it for you. Karen! wild dreams are born wait why are you making this shit up what do you, what's wrong with you Fe- no not philip felix <laughs> felix not working felix it's over 
The asthma's doing you wonders. I watched him have a shit in an alley, and I watched him kiss his first girlfriend. Must have been a big dog. <laughs> when do you plan to start living? Hello, mate. All right, guys. How you doing, boozy? That's a one dunk and you're done kind of biscuit. I'm not fucking about, mate. He's like, don't be mean, <laughs> Simon. Listen, keep being mean. I'm gonna make you call me Colonel, okay? ATM over here. You just become a raven. Love that. Love that. Love that. Don't in the snow. Keith, what is slab and beef? Absolutely. Alas Cuevos, a One Tree Hill podcast. Sui Seaman, why met encounter One Tree Hill. Holiday. I was not expecting that. <laughs> So hello and welcome to the Ravens of One Tree Hill podcast, where as always, 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in, as tonight's episode for debate is season 3, episode 15, just watch the fireworks, Dom, we're here, how are you my friend? I'm alright, I'm okay, I think everyone will be listening thinking... Simon sounds a little bit, a little bit cold and bluey there. So I, I'm doing yeah. alright, but it sounds like you're struggling a bit, my friend. Are you okay? I, I am ill. This is, this is the truth. I was just telling you before we started recording that this is actually the third week in a row that I've been sick. Like, as in, I get sick for about three days, I get better, and then I've got sick again, and that's happened three weeks in a row. Uh, so the reality probably is, is I've been sick the whole time and just haven't got over it, but it's not COVID, um, and it'll be okay. So I'm sorry if I sound or whatever, I'm going to be strategic with the mute button on my microphone. So if I have to like cough or sneeze or be sniffly or whatever, I'll do my best to keep that out of the podcast because no one wants to hear that. And I apologize for my voice being even flatter <laughs> and lifeless than usual. Who'd have thought that um, would happen? <laughs> you didn't think it'd be possible, but it is. Here it is. Well, I could, but I, Dom, could I could bring around some remedies. I could bring around some Lemsip mm, tablets yeah. and the, the powder that you mix in with hot water. Which would you prefer? Yeah. Or both? You can't obviously have them both at the same time. They contain paracetamol and that's dangerous. But I could bring... Would you like me to bring a combination of the two? Yeah, I'd like... I don't actually want to know. I'd rather you sort of drug me with them by, like, hiding them in, like, muffins and things. Okay, I can do, I can do that. Do you know what's great? Night nurse, but the, the, the liquid, not the capsules. Okay. Get the liquid of night nurse. I'll put some of that in your iron brew. <laughs> lace it. Lace I don't want to know. Yeah, But, like... You have to be off duty for that night because you you won't wake up. It's fantastic stuff. It helps you sleep so well when you're ill and you you wake up feeling a bit better. And that's a good thing. I've never used that. Then yes, I'd like that, please. Trust me, night nurse, but the the fluid, (laughs) the liquid is is really, really good. Like the, the, the capsules are good, the tablets are good, but the liquid is so much better. I'll get you some are you nurse. taking are you taking that on like a spoon is it like old school disbrol you get a little cup my friend oh you get a little, little cup with it fill like up. shots yeah fill up that cup smash it down it's green as well so it looks exciting and then when that's settling in as as that's settling in and kicking in and you're feeling a bit drowsy i get the old vicks out the vapor rub yeah i'm gonna rub Put you down my, my friend 
rub me on my chest, then give me some heroin to snort. Oh, God. From last episode, because... <laughs> And then I'll fall off the pony and everyone will have a good time. I've already forgotten that girl's name. Was it like Tenacity or something? What was her name? No, Solaris. Oh, yeah, Solaris. That's it. Yeah. Solaris. I knew it was a stupid name. Just <laughs> reminds me of Solero. You know, the, the, the ice, ice lolly. Yeah. I don't know if that's international, but it's like a lovely, fruity, delicious ice cream on a stick. It's perfect. I could do a Solero right now, actually. I'll bring that you a Solero as well. Orange one? Uh, yeah, whatever one you want. I'll bring a selection of whatever Soleros they make. Or are Excellent. available. When are you coming? <laughs> Tonight? I could find a little gap. Tonight? It'd have to be very quick. That's fine. I don't need long. The rub, down, the rub down might take a while. Will you wear gloves? I'll wear whatever you want me to wear, but not a ball gag. I would like a full hazmat suit, but with the visor that's obviously see-through, so you can see where to rub me and whatever. Yeah. But I want to be able to see your face so I can see the ball gag. Yeah, of course. <laughs> no ball gag. Uh, I think Please. the hazmat suit's for my protection, not yours. That's true. <laughs> During the height of COVID, I I said to Ephany, no joke, if I had a full legit hazmat suit, I would wear this like out to go to the supermarket and whatever. Nice. No, no qualms. I I was so surprised that for the for the height of it as well, I worked in a shop. Front line. Yeah, you were front line, my friend. Never ever got it. I've been one of the it's lucky crazy. ones so far. I've, have you been sick at all during the last, like, since COVID, like, non-COVID related? Not really. Maybe a little bit of a cold or a hint of a cold here and there, but nothing, nothing major, I know. That's because you're so, but that's probably why, like, I've been inside away from people for, like, a year and a half, and now I'm I've out, been taking... I'm out there licking lampposts. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, You. I've told you so many times to not do it, but you just can't help yourself. Especially you see a bit of dry old gum. Yeah. You're just like, let me, maybe, let me have a go on that. You've got to catch, yeah. a, catch a bit of flavour. See see what, you know, play the flavour game. Is it spearmint? Oh, that's making Is it me peppermint? feel a bit sick. <laughs> oh, it was hubba bubba. <laughs> oh, wait, it's dog urine because that's what dogs do on lampos. Just really archy. I always tell you to not get the ones from the bottom, but... <laughs> But Dom, how are you? I'm good. Yeah, I'm I'm fine. Just just busy with work stuff and getting over the trauma of last week's watch along. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Before you go any further, let me just put a quick public service announcement here because we do have a few people that are watching along with us for the first time as a first time viewer. So if this is your first time watching and you haven't seen episode 16, then I would suggest not listening to this episode. As much as this episode we're covering just 15 and the next episode we're going to cover 16 separately, Dom has seen 15 and 16. So I do have some questions I want to ask him as we get into the podcast that would spoil things that happen in the next episode. Because I think we've got a unique opportunity to ask you, you know, things how you, when you've rewatched it on the second time, you know, how you feel differently about those things. So if this, if, for the very few that this is your first time listening, uh, watching and you haven't watched 16 yet, please watch 16 and then listen to our podcast 15 and 16. So Dom, 
if we go straight into some of this so uh we have watched 15 and 16 because it was a group decision with myself and everyone that comes into the watch alongs the ravens and we discussed in the chat for a few weeks now uh, magdalena had been weighing in heavy on this as well on <laughs> instagram and stuff um about Anne Marine and you know all of our regulars about how we how are we going to cover this and the whole point was was that if if you'd seen 15 and you see Jimmy come back and then there's a week gap and with all of the chat that we've had about him shooting up places and guns and murdering and all this sort of stuff everyone just thought you were just going to get it instantly or we would have a podcast and talk about it and you'd predict it so what we wanted to try and do is try and alleviate as much of that as possible and just roll straight into 16 to try and get your a genuine you know a reaction um i mean we'll talk about what actually did happen and whether you did get it and all of that stuff uh in a little a little bit later but i told you that it was because they aired on the same day uh, they did not air on the same day. They aired separately. Um, but when we when we came to watch 15 and 16, and we had the most Ravens ever in the watch along, we were watching an episode of One Tree Hill with 30 other people. Free <laughs> zero. I mean, that's incredible. Mm. Uh, from all around the world. We had Australians, Canadians, Americans. We had uh, Brits in there. Like, I think... <clears throat> Uh, is Jelena from Germany? Maybe. Sorry if I'm getting that wrong. Um, we had, we had a couple. Of, we had a few Europeans in there. Yeah, there was a, Europeans. There was a few, some that we've spoken to before and that haven't managed to join us because when we start a watch along, it's 11 p.m. for us, and in Europe it's midnight for them. So they they yeah. they, they tend not to stay, but they were they were there. There's a couple of people there, so it was really nice to see them. Hopefully they can come. Uh, back for some more watch-alongs at some point well for sure where i instantly felt upset instantly was that i click play and the goddamn recap comes on and shows jimmy now it's my fault but i never watched the episode ahead of time because i don't want to i don't want to know it too much either as much as i know them all i want to enjoy it as well uh, if, if i'd known that I would have skipped past the recap. I mean, you would have seen Jimmy within the first minute or two anyway. Um, but yeah, taking that aside, I mean, what did you think was going to happen before we click play and there's like 30 people in the watch along when we normally have like maybe 12 or something? It, it was, I knew it was going to be a big episode, so something big has got to happen. I had no idea Jimmy would return. Uh, you know, I always had this envision this wonderful little dream that you know we'd just talk about jimmy on every single episode um until the end you, you know that he's out there in the woods somewhere or you know <laughs> or he's living in a basement or in a wardrobe or something like that you know just kind of a a silly joke between us because from my perspective from the way i i've watched this episode like these episodes and this series and how it's unfolded and moved forward like it's like they wrote out Jimmy for a reason. Like they decided it, it wasn't going to work, or they didn't have the budget for the extra character, or he didn't fit. And then they like because there's the introduction of Gigi, and fr from that kind of side of things, you think is that completely unnecessary? Because you know, like unfortunately, we did see the recap that 
doesn't matter. It doesn't change, you know, how I feel about the episode or how, how it went down. And there's still the surprise to see Jimmy. But you kind of think Mouth would have, you almost feel like Mouth would have automatically gone, Jimmy, I'm, I'm doing this now. Do you want to come and join me? Rather than having the tryouts for a new person, you know, yeah, and why did Jimmy... Makes no ne- sense, does it? Yeah, why did Jimmy never approach him about it? And it, it just kind of think, okay, Jimmy was pilot and first episode or whatever, and then no more because it wasn't going to work. You know, actually, we've taken Jimmy out because we're going to put Brooke in because Brooke wasn't mm. in the pilot, right? Yep, yep. So, so maybe that that's the thinking behind it. You know, it's, it's kind of these discussions that I would love to have with a writer and say, it, what was the... Um, like the storyboard, and, and how does the chronologically? How did it work? How did you write this? And did you have to suddenly go? Okay, we need to put him back in because this is where we want to go with it. Well, it's so it's so funny that you say that, and it's such a shame that you can't make it so that you can't make the watch along tonight because I've queued up some of the DVD extras. And the first one is called an, The Anatomy of an Episode. And it and it's in the writer's room of how they wrote episode 16. And everything that you're just asking about, it shows the storyboards, showed how they, it actually shows them in real time coming up with how they're doing it, what the motives were behind it, why it happened. And then they have an interview with Colin Fix, who plays Jimmy, about how uh, he was approached to reprise the role uh what that meant and this that and the other and uh yeah so i'll I'll send it to you um so you can watch it it's like five minutes um but it's really interesting and it basically is everything that you just said oh cool well if it's on the dvd extras as well just tell me what episode it's on and i'll watch it because <laughs> i've got them. oh yeah oh yeah you have the dvds yeah <laughs> that's how that's how that works i gave them to you you did <laughs> best yeah. present ever right <laughs> well it's about to pay off my yeah. It's about to pay off, but the um. But I would. I'll just tell you quickly that um. So they called. So Mark Mark Swan called, had this had this idea, um. And I can tell you now as well, I, I'll save some of it for the next episode. But this is the part that you couldn't listen to when we were talking to Paul Johansson, who was talking about filming uh you know this episode and and shooting and whatever and um but with with colin he was called by by mark schwann and said hey i've got an idea of how to bring you back how to to reprise your role there's good news and there's bad news good news is is there's going to be a lot of meat here like a lot for you to do um and it's going to sort of test you and you've got to do a large array of, you know, acting and whatever. The bad news is, is it comes with a very quick expiration date mm. because, you know, it's in and out in two episodes. Um, but I was trying to misdirect you on the watch by saying, uh, I like paused it after he'd come in and said, you know, Don, what do you think? And what, blah, 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 blah. How do you feel about Jimmy being back? And then I was trying to play it cool and be like, okay, I don't want to call it a spoiler, but I just, you know, so you know, he's going to be around for a while. But the reason, uh, you know, and it's such an infamous thing because he was only in two episodes at the beginning and then he came back and now he's here for, you know, a few seasons or whatever. Did you believe me at all? 
Um, no. Uh, do you know what? Funny enough, when I was <laughs> when I was putting the video together, I then like really clocked that that's what you'd said because I, obviously I did the video together and and I was like, that lying bastard. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't quite unless, like I haven't really got over the emotion of it all um, after we watched the first one because there was a gap between the two, um, and. I, I'm never, I'm never sure because the framing of the episode, like you said, if we'd watch that episode and then we were watching the next one tonight, I would fully be saying, this is what Jimmy's going to do. He, you know, he's going to walk in with a gun, something like that. And it's, it shit's going to happen. And that was my, would have been my prediction. So I think you and the Ravens that made this decision and any pigeons that made, you know, were part of this decision probably made the right decision there. Um, because it hasn't spoiled it. It was really nice to watch the two together uh, and, and you know, just really know and get an idea of what the hell was going on and understanding why it's such important episodes for people and why people have been messaging me saying, well, you're getting to 15 or 16, you know, and they haven't given anything away because I know that a lot of people have been building up to it and you've been mentioning, like, there's some really big episodes and they're, they're coming up. You know, even when we were at 14, you were saying that, you know, they're coming up. There's more heading your way. <laughs> and um, I, you, I kind of get a feel of what that means. And that means, okay, the next one's going to be a big one. And, um, yeah, it's just, it, it's exciting. But going back to what you asked, um, which was... I forgot what you asked me. I don't know. <laughs> I, I forgot what I did. I did I ask something? I don't even know. Oh dear, we're rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let me let me ask you. So, well, firstly, I've said this on the watch along, but um, oh, and and I said it last week as well. But I can obviously tell you now um, again. But so, Colin Fix, who plays Jimmy, I've been talking to him for over a year. Mm-hmm. over a year to arrange him coming on the podcast because and here's some of the original things that I was going to do the first one was I was going to invite him on before these episodes and I was going to invite him on for for you to be in and for him to be in on the joke and the joke was going to be that he's only in the first two episodes and he never comes back and we just interview him about stuff about things like that and him being like oh you know it just never worked out so this was just it but you know it's cool to be part of it and then for it to be your face drop even more when he actually comes back and all of this happens um but that it that it never really worked out with the timings and everything and then I was hoping for him to come on on the next episode and do it with us. Um, but there's been some personal things that are really unfortunate and sad that have happened. Um, so he sends his apologies and says he will be on the podcast uh, in the new year like after Christmas. And he's really looking forward to it. So we will have him on, which will be awesome because we had so many great questions we can ask him about this, right? Yeah, definitely. As you know. Sorry to hear that he's had some some bad news or, or you know some stuff going on, but yeah, it's exciting. It'd be be great to to discuss these episodes with him and and actually be able to discuss it with him as well, and not have to like disappear for a bit or join later or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then okay, so 
I have to ask you if oh the other idea was was I was gonna the people were laughing at me for this but I had thought about to really try and mess you up was I was gonna edit out all of the Jimmy scenes of episode 15 and just start 16 with him walking into the school with a gun just to see your face um but people said that that was a terrible idea um so which it, it was um but Dom, you see Jimmy, I mean, we'll talk about the actual episode and everything in a minute, but I mean, how we, like, if if I hadn't have mentioned him so much, because I pretty much mentioned him almost every episode, maybe every other episode, and it was always this inside joke, I'd get messages, like, every week from people being like, oh my god, you make me so nervous every time you mention Jimmy, oh, I can't believe, you know, this, that, and the other... And I always saying, well, it's hiding in plain sight. But I also didn't want you to forget um, who he was, you know, because he is only in it for, yeah, like an episode and a bit, two episodes. But I also just thought it would make the moment bigger and more special if we always have these inside jokes going on. But when you saw him, I mean, did you suddenly recall all of our conversations about him? Did you think, oh, this is going to be a bigger than a normal thing? Because it's had all this build up or should i have never mentioned him at all like if it was the other way around would you have just never mentioned it to me or what would how would you have played it well there's there's two answers to this question really uh, and i will remember the other question <laughs> as we go into it because um like i really enjoyed the the inside joke factor and really really thought we'd never see him again and like if we see him again it's going to be a high school reunion or something like that. That that's kind of my where my brain was at. That's what I was thinking. And uh, you know this crazy joke that Mouth and him are weird murderers and what, what have you and doing silly things. And um, you, you know I think we're both throwing in Jimmy comments week in week out. And you you know you're keeping that alive though. You're the you, you know you're the one that's bringing that up and saying it and. I was totally clueless, to be honest, because I, I genuinely thought they've decided to get rid of this person for a reason. The, the Gigi factor, again, she's she's been Im- implemented for a reason because, you know, they've probably got budget back. It's a bit weird to bring that actor or that character back. Let's just stick with new, new stuff for now um, and hope nobody really remembers. And then, bam, there he is. There he is. He's, he's there. He's on screen and he's doing his thing, you know, and... Um, the, the the second part of this answer is now anything that is a long standing joke or that you bring up as a joke I'm going to think is going to happen so uh, <laughs> you've kind of you made your bed boy <laughs> <laughs> well you see the thing is with this is this has been the biggest moment uh, like there are there are other huge huge moments in One Tree Hill but this is the one this is like in EastEnders the well you're not my mother yes i am <laughs> like you know like the build-up it's been building up for so long and then you get the punchline, you know or when they killed archie or who else what else happened dirty den's dead now is not you know all of them the massive moments you know um and this is the big one for this show and it was it felt like a relief once it had happened like because i was worried that you were going to be spoiled from it not from me but from 
people on social media or not not people even directly messaging you or anything like that but maybe like you know something might pop up on your reels or something or who knows so it was it's a relief that it's over (laughs) yeah i think the only thing that's ever popped up on instagram as a reel for me is the 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 driving scene where dan and lucas are, are like racing yeah um that's the only thing but there's no i don't follow any one tree hill pages or anything like that because i'm not allowed and that algorithm doesn't work on my (laughs) you know isn't part of my you know set of algorithms that target me so no one tree hill stuff comes up so i'm quite lucky there thank goodness (laughs) well okay so shall we shall we talk about this episode we have emily coming on a little bit later uh emily was of course our the first raven that we ever had on in season one and uh so she'll be the first person to be doing free episodes right until um alicia comes on later in the season or whenever her episode is um yeah but i will say that the next episode episode 16 this is the only episode that was organized the, the before even we recorded the pilot and what i mean by that <clears throat> is that uh, Lex, who is obviously uh, a friend of ours, and uh, Ryan, who I've never met, you've never met, they obviously used to do the Rivercourt, uh, their podcast, they, they got to two episodes before this, and then their podcast stopped, so they got to like episode 14, I think. And it killed me as like a listener that they never got to these episodes, because, you know, these are the ones you want to hear people about. So I asked Lex after she came on the introduction episode and said, oh, would you and Ryan like come onto our podcast and, you know, you can finally say your piece about it, you know, and talk to us about it. So that is happening. So next week we will have Lex and Ryan with us. And for the first time since their podcast finished, we will have the Rivercore in full fruition with us so we'll still do our bit first obviously uh, and then we'll talk to them about it and then we'll talk to colin about it in the new year and then also dom uh i was gonna gonna reach out to john nordstrom again who's the composer and um we can talk to him about this episode because he said that specifically when they did this one he changed his scoring was very different on episode 16 um so we could talk to him about that as well so much to look forward to that's awesome you know yeah not not just as a listener as a co-presenter <laughs> <laughs> yeah man uh, well because you can because if we're talking to john about just this episode then you know we can just go for it you know we're just talking about this contained part or you know season three up to this point and then with colin obviously we can talk about the four episodes that is in uh so yeah so it'll be great it'll be fun to do them ones awesome but uh uh, let's talk oh before we go any further and just so i don't forget we have a couple new ravens coming in at junior varsity we have presley presley you just became a raven (laughs) Coming in at Varsity, we have Marie. Marie. 
You just became a raven. Well, I just want to check. If it's not got an E on the end, so M-A-R-I, is that still Marie? Or is that Mar- Marie? Mar- Marie, Marie, Mary. Mar- just M-A-R-I. Marie. Mary. Mary. Chad Michael. Chad Michael Mary. <laughs> you just became a raven. You I don't let us please message me and let me know because we like it's important to us we get name pronunciations right. We love you. Coming in at Varsity, Whitney. Whitney, welcome to Varsity. You just became a raven. And last but not least, coming in at Varsity, we have. Kinsey. There's no longer an opening in my lineup. Because Kinsey, you just became a raven. I Dom and I are absolutely astounded, humbled by all of you. We're up to just under 80. 8-0 Ravens. It's amazing. It's incredible. I mean, I remember when we got our first like one. We're like, wow, we have we have a raven. <laughs> Amazing. To have 80 of you is crazy. If we get to 100, I don't even know what we will do. What will we do, Dom? We're going to have to do something special, aren't we? We'll, we'll have to put that out there in the in the ether, in the in the world of, of ravens making choices. And, and they get to see us do something fun. N- none of the weird shit you, you're going to make me do, but something fun. Could we could we reenact uh, a scene from One Tree Hill, right? Any any scene, and the Ravens get to choose what scene and what characters we are, and we will like film it with our phones or something and play out a scene. We do it has all, to be a scene that we've seen. All the naily kissing scenes. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> That's when, but then as soon as the scene ends, I'm going to like whip behind you, put you in a full Nelson and bull gag. You, <laughs> you know what it's going to be, don't you? Pigskin. <laughs> pigskin. <laughs> yeah. Throwing around a pigskin. I would love, I would love that. But maybe that's what we can do. The When we hit 100, that's what we'll get to. Also, the reviews, they're so strong, so strong. We're at like 168, I think, reviews. We only need 32 more, and we would have hit our target. It's amazing. I will say, Dom, obviously I'm not going to give any any names out. We're not here to promote them. But there are more and more and more One Tree Hill podcasts that are all beginning. Like, I think it's maybe from the Drama Queen stuff, potentially. But there's probably, like, when we started, there was... Um, Tree Hill Talk, River Court, uh, another one. I can't quite remember the name, but another one. Um, and that was it, really. And maybe a fourth one. There's like maybe five altogether. And we came in. Um, what did we do? We fucking dominated. Uh, <laughs> we, we killed it. We killed them off, basically. They didn't stand We basically chance. just mouth, python, dicked the competition. <laughs> um, what happened to the squeaky and- voice one? 
they're still going Shut they're up. still going that that one started the same day as us so oh. that was just crazy coincidental but we pythoned them out the way <laughs> but now there's probably so as, as much as they were probably like five or six or something then we entered dicked everyone and now there's like probably another like eight or nine on top of that that have started after us but guess what we got the biggest the biggest patreon subscribers of any One Tree Hall podcast, including Drama Queens, because they don't have a Patreon. <laughs> That's not the point. We have the most reviews in Canada and in the UK and in other countries, not quite the US, but we're working on it. We just need 32 more. The Philippines, yeah. That's right. We've had Paul Johansson. We've had Barbara Allen Woods. We've had the Ravens guy. We've had John Nordstrom. We've had... Narion. Kieran Hutchinson. We've had, yeah, Narion. We've had, um, ah, oh, Lobster Woman. <laughs> yes. As that was a surprise on an episode. Crab Just, Shack. Yeah, Crab Shack Carl. We threw that in. Tammy didn't even know. Uh, you didn't know. <laughs> you never know. Have we had anybody else? Uh,. I think that's it, isn't it? I think it? that's it. We've got Jimmy coming on. Colin, yeah, we've got Colin coming. Um, so we're just kind of just dicking the competition. <laughs> just give up. <laughs> so. <laughs> submit. <laughs> submit. Pigeons. Uh, no, but we pigeon. Are... This is a message to the pigeons. Pigeons, we love you, pigeons, but we want mm-hmm. you to be ravens. And those mm. podcasts can't help you be ravens. We can help no. you be ravens. Uh-huh. So denounce and deny all other One Tree Hill podcasts and become a raven. <laughs> it will make you feel better. You'll feel cleaner in the morning. You'll just wake up like, oh, what a great feeling. The air's cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> Normally I wake up and feel dirty and horrible, but that's just because I'm a pigeon. Covered <laughs> in my own shit. <laughs> just feathers flying off me molting <laughs> well let's talk about this episode so it opens up and i've got questions immediately but it opens up and the time capsule is playing and we've got uh we've got tim talking on the time capsule we've got um lucas talking on the time capsule we have Brooke talking on the time capsule and showing some things and we've got Jimmy talking on the time capsule now before we get any further into this who do you think released the time capsule you you don't know this because that's not revealed in episode 16 so who do you think did it Rachel okay is that not that feels a bit obvious but yeah why why Rachel it's it just it just feels like it couldn't really be anyone else. I find well, who who it, could uh, it be? Mouth. It it could have been Mouth, but it's incredibly unlikely, um, because he's too goody for that, and and no one's done him wrong. It could have been Jimmy, but again, he exposed himself massively, and that's what caused the pressure going into the next episode. So not him. Um on the back of everything that happened on that weekend of Rogue Vogue and the the competition, Rachel lost her credibility. She kind of lost everything, didn't she? 
I, I even mentioned yep. it on, on the episode to say that she's now bottom of the pile. The the cheerleaders are following Brooke again. They're you know um, this is happening, that's happening, and she's now bottom rung of the ladder. She's like really, really come down a peg or two. So in, in my eyes, she's the only sensible choice. It's not going to be Nathan. It's not going to be Haley, Lucas. You know, kind of any of that lot. I, I can only see it being Rachel. Rachel's close to mouth, and and would gain access, stealing his keys or whatever. She's conniving enough to do it. She popped up in and out of this episode enough to to be a bitch to Jimmy. Uh, you, you know, when she's outside, um, mm-hmm. and lights his cigarette. We'll talk about that in a bit, and. Yeah, there's just, and again, to me, she's she's not a niner. So um, <laughs> when I say niner, someone that's making it to season nine, and with her as well, I, I see her as someone that needs to be blamed for the event. So so it's it's Jimmy's fault, but she's responsible if it was her. So whoever played that video is responsible for the actions really yeah and 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 i can't help but get out of my head that it's i knew this would come up i knew that this would be a a question or that i would have an opportunity to talk about who has put this video out because because i don't know um it hasn't come up yet but rachel is my is my guess if i'm wrong brilliant it proves (laughs) proves so many things doesn't it (laughs) proves me wrong for one it proves i don't watch ahead and all that stuff but (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I've I've just got the vibe and the feeling that that she is responsible. Okay, unless it's that As little diabetic say. kid. <laughs> oh God! No, 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 no. no. Oh. <laughs> I was like, "Who are you talking about?" And I was like, oh. But as soon as she said that, all I could think about was her running. You know, yeah. she sort of does like a <laughs> Dominic. Oh, Dominic. How dare you? You can put that How out. dare you? <laughs> like the... yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. Thank you. Is it soup? A night nurse? No. Say thank you with love Food. and care and attention to your wife. That's for later. Um, yeah, the... She, poor girl. But she runs sort of like a like a rabbit that's been freed after. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor girl. Well, we will find out. We'll find out, and then we'll know. But okay. So, Principal Turner makes uh, another entrance. I love him. I love the fact that that he's been there the whole time. That they keep bringing him back for these little parts. He has the most epic, stoic, calm voice in all situations. I don't know why Whitey is his sidekick, like <laughs> as in of all of the faculty members, but sure. I've, I think we've only ever come across one other teacher, haven't we? Yeah, who? Who's the other teacher? It's the teacher that um, tries to tell off Brooke and Rachel, uh, like, saves her, says it isn't a crime yeah. or whatever. And very early in season one, with the when Lucas and Nathan have a fight, can, who can describe Lucas in one word? I can, bastard. You know, and they have the oh, Nathan says her sh- skirts are too short or whatever. 
Oh, that's yeah. another one. Another and he brings <laughs> the beer. And he puts the... I brought enough to share. Yeah. And he yeah. gives it to... <laughs> that's true. Okay, we've seen a couple teachers. Okay, there's like three funny. teachers in this school. Uh, three teachers. But none of them were there this morning. No, no, just, just Whitey on duty with Mr. Turner. Ah, oh, so good. But, okay, so... Um, and, and they see that the cornerstone of, like, the pillar had been, like, caved in um, and and obviously and replaced with, like, a poster or whatever so you can see the damage. And then we get to Jimmy's monologue, which it, uh, it kind of sends chills down, down my spine, honestly. Like, some of the, the way that he, he uh, delivers it, and he says things like, you know, the, the stone is a medicated the um what does he say i forget the other people the bloody blah bloody blah and the jocks well they're just jocks man they'll they'll peak at 17 and they're chilly the girlfriends will be fat and washed up by 21 or blah 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 it's crazy but it's the bit that gets me is where he says every day that i come to school is another day that i don't have to come back and so this stuff hits super hard um, because there there must be so many people that feel this way or have felt this way or whatever. And I can only relate it to my own experience. And I never had an experience anywhere near as bad as this. But I do remember from year seven, which is the year that we go to like high school, middle school. It's a bit we've talked about this before. We finish what we call high school at 16 and then go to what's called either sixth form or college or whatever. So it's a little bit like before. Um, But I remember counting down the days uh, to when it was over. And I remember seeing it as like a five-year sentence. And I can remember all the way through, all the way to the end, being like, I've got one year and three months left. I've got one year and two months left. I've got one year and one month. And I used to do it all of the time, walking out of the school to go and get get to the bus and whatever. And so I can feel it in a way of being somewhere that you don't want to be. And then the other thing was, um, and we'll talk a bit more about this later with Jimmy and Mouth. I had a friend, this didn't happen to me, but I had a friend that he was like best friends with this other guy. They went to primary school, which like, uh, what is this, like elementary school, isn't it, in America? I think, you know, like little kids school. And they were like best friends, best friends, best friends. And, uh, you know, like like you and me, Dom, but they went to the same school together, to the same high school together. So they're in the high school, best friends, best friends, best friends, all the way till the final year. So there's one year left of high school. It's like we call it year 11. And just before year 11 is about to start, so maybe the end of year 10, one of the kids he suddenly got in with like the popular kids like just i don't know how like but he's he sort of got adopted into this other group and just cut ties just bam like overnight with this other with the, this other kid who has been friends best friends with for like who knows 12 years at this point or something um to the point that he was just on his own like just on his own in the classrooms just had suddenly had no friends because this other this kid that was in with the popular kids just all took all of his people with him and just cut this guy out um now at this point i was you i was i'd already got used to sitting on my own in class and all these sorts of things um so i kind of just uh like reached out to him 
to to like i was always cool with him we were like friends anyway but just never really that close and we became really good friends and um so it was kind of a blessing for me because i kind of actually i had like a good friend for the last year of school and it's someone that i'm still friends with to this day we're both trustees on a charity together and and all these other things and he's super successful um which is awesome so it all worked out for him but I just remember how distraught he was and how alone he was because he was just forgotten about uh, for these other people, you know? Um, yeah, so I, 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 we can talk about that when we get to mouth later. But this stuff is real. It really does happen. And it's super delicate and important that we handle this uh, carefully, you know? Yeah, definitely. And and uh, it's, it's really sad and teenagers are dickheads you know and and are horrible just just by nature by hormones by sensibilities you know and and it happens and uh, and i've i've had a similar situation myself where um i was really good friends um with a lad for year seven and year eight we get to break up for summer holidays at the end of year eight we come back year nine so what's year seven 12 13 Year eight's 13, year seven's 14. Ele- year 7's 11, 12, so then it'd be 12, 13, like 13, 14 is like going into year nine, yeah. So coming back to school in year nine, it's the first day of, of term, I walk up to my friend who I'd seen in the summer a few times, um, you know, went away and then like on the summer holiday and then when I came back, I'd seen them and hung out like, like we always did and did like whatever, go to cinema, that sort of thing. First day of year nine, I go up to him, like, hey, how, how are we doing? You okay? Didn't say anything. So I was like, hey, man, you, you all right? I'm using the word man, but I wouldn't normally use the word man, but I, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to say their name. Uh, and they didn't say anything. And they turned away. So I got around in front of them. I was like, what's going on? You all right? We never spoke again. Never, even to this day. To this day, we never spoke again. I don't know why. I have no idea why they just decided I wasn't good enough to be their friend anymore. I wasn't cool what enough thing. to be their friend. I was lucky. I really enjoyed school. I really liked school. Uh, I had, you know, everyone has bad days at school and stuff like that. And some people's bad days yeah. just keep getting worse. But I had mm. a, a lot of very good days at school. So uh, I did really, really enjoy um, like secondary school and being there and I had other people to, to turn to and go to so I was fortunate I was lucky but I could have been very much in the same situation you know yeah I mean that sucks I mean the, the thing is as well is I'm not trying to put blame on any you know like teenagers because I did plenty of stupid things as a teenager um, and an adolescent and whatever so and I'm sure that there could be many stories like you know about me with things it wouldn't be things like this this was never anything i would have done uh it's just heartless i think but kids do stupid shit you know i'm sure if you bumped into that guy now he'd be like i'm sorry i was such a i was being a dick it was x y and z blah 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 uh but maybe not but i'm guessing it probably would be it's really difficult i do know i've got uh i've got another example on on the other side of things actually when i was at college so but the maybe the second year so this is this is actually would be high school age it's like seven about 17 years old there was a, a a guy in my in my on my course and he didn't really have any friends and uh like he kind of 
what's the what's the right terminology for this? He kind of he was he was a bit socially inept. Like not that he was he wasn't he was he was a really nice guy, but he wasn't great at sort of conversing. Uh, and he had things that people you know would they wouldn't make fun of him for. But you know he had like really bad eczema and stuff, and just uh, and was a bit overweight and this that and the other he was kind of like easy prey you know uh not again not for me that's that's never been my that's never been my shit um but he i felt really bad for him and i i was driving at that point and i just remember i just said to him once i was just like hey ma'am do you want to just hang out at the weekend uh because i i just thought I want to just give him a nice day because I this is just I like it's trash. I know what it feels like to feel isolated and whatever. So I was like, yeah, why, what what do you want to do? Let's go to the cinema. I'll come pick you up. We'll do whatever. So I drove. It was about half an hour drive to get to his house because I lived in like the middle of nowhere at this point. Uh, picked him up and then drove like another half an hour to get to the cinema. And we watched Sahara, which was uh, with <laughs> Matthew McConaughey in like 2004, 2005 or something. And uh, he had a great time. <laughs> I mean, I, and, and we were friends, you know, and we started including him in things and trying to get him involved and whatever. And it was lucky that we had a small class. We had a class of like seven people in it or something. Um, but I remember, I sometimes remember stuff like that and think, you know, I actually... I think quite often people villainize themselves in their own past uh, and I often do that to myself and think of myself as like the bad guy from around these kind of age this sort of age bracket and I was actually no I think I've always been well-intentioned and had like a good heart you know um I like I did some dumb shit of course um but I never I've never done anything maliciously to be like I'm doing this to hurt someone's feelings or something and i'm not saying that people have done that to jimmy so to speak um i think people just get wrapped up in their own stuff don't they but yeah i was just taking it all in to be honest because some of that's really sweet and you know how many people can look back and say i did that for someone else and i was that kind of selfless and that concerned about people at such a young age and you know if if only there was that character built into one tree hill because that character really should be mouth shouldn't it if you think about it he's he's supposed to be that that kind of person have that sensibility and actually lucas as well but he's got caught up in things and carried away and then i guess mouth has got his own dramas going on now and um jimmy has turned out to be the I guess the fool guy and the the person that has just been left behind and you know what they really needed was a Simon in their life to go (laughs) even if I give them one day that's that's better than what they go through now I'm gonna do it and that's such a lovely thing because you're a lovely guy well (laughs) thank you I mean I will say that that was uh yeah I think I think that was like post having a car accident so I mean which was pretty uh life-altering so i mean lucas had yeah, a car accident that, that was life yeah he didn't cause he didn't cause it though did he yeah but, but the, the, he's still a piece of shit you're not <laughs> <laughs> 
we're I have, I have words to talk to you about about that actually later about Lucas but I guess my point is is that when you look back on your own past please be kind to yourself because I we seem tend to just remember the bad things that we've done and forget some of the good things and actually I bet if you weighed it up that they're very fleeting moments of negative things and I bet that there's way 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 more positive things uh for people that 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 you've done you know um in fact i've got one more one more this is actually i'm not trying to paint myself in a positive light here or anything but this is just um this was a surprising one for me so i was in a shop with my dad this was a few this is about five years ago in mns of all places (laughs) um and uh and i was in the queue for the checkout and this woman behind me was just like, are you Simon? And I was like, yeah. And I turned around, had no idea who she was. And she said, oh, my name is, and uh, I won't say her name, you know. And uh, we went to we went to high school together. And I was like, I remember, I was like, oh, yes. How, you know, how are you? And whatever. And she said, she said, I just wanted to tell you that you were one of the only people that was nice to me in school. Um, and that actually really meant a lot to me. Uh, I don't even remember. I don't even remember any of it. Um, but that that really uh, that really was meaningful to me. And uh, it was kind of a nice moment because my dad was there and sort of overheard, you know. Um, <laughs> I haven't raised a pig. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> But there are people like that that did that for me as well. Like there are people that probably don't know, but that they were kind when they didn't like necessarily need to be. And I think that is basically the message of these episodes is that we just need to be kind to each other because we all go through this stuff. And there's always so much under the surface that people don't know about. And just to take that moment to be nice to someone can make all of the difference you know and 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 to try and you know right make amends and right some of the wrongs if you can remember something you did that hurt someone or something and and it's and it's feasible for you to without causing any further damage but it's possible for you to you know take that back then do it because that could mean so much to someone so it sounds like I'm really emotional, but I'm just ill. <laughs> I actually do feel it actually is emotional talking about this stuff. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot, man. Like, did what did you think of his performance as Jimmy Collins? Do we not want to wait that for the end? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sure. Okay. Okay. So Dreadful. let's let's move. <laughs> How dare you? Oh. I meant to tell you, I put the poll out for the last episode. Have you seen it? No. It's uh, it's powerfully won. It's like a significant percentage that has won. I put all 10 options so people can vote anything from 1 to 10. Mm-hmm. What do you reckon it came out as? 8. A 9. Oh, people are wrong. Sorry. <laughs> it's the, it's... That's what it is, though. The people have decided. Me and Sarah were right. It's a seven. At even the, if, I mean, Sarah Sarah must have voted, I, I'd imagine. But even if you voted and Sarah voted, um, it wouldn't make a difference. Like, nine would still win. I think it's won by, like, six or seven votes I, or something. I don't like this idea of this becoming a democracy. 
This has never been a democracy. <laughs> and all of a sudden people are getting a vote. What's that about? No, it's because if we can't decide, if we cannot get to it, then that's their fairest way. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like it. Like he it. doesn't like the loss of power. Okay, who do you want to talk about first here? So we've opened it up. The, the time capsule's out. Which Fred do you want to follow? I reckon we save Jimmy for Emily when Emily's on because he's like the main, okay. the main bulk of it. He's the main talking point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we we start off with Nathan in the episode. Um, it's actually when we first started watching the episode. I'm thinking <laughs> Simon's put on the wrong episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, so maybe Nathan's a good starting point. Okay, talk to me about Nathan. And we can capture Haley as part of that as well. Um, yeah. Their journey in this one is actually really sweet. Um, not in a like, oh, that's sweet. It, as in, a, it's, it's sweet, it's, it's loving, it's caring. It's really kind. We start off with Nathan's video clip from the time capsule basically saying marriage is a con. Haley, you know, in 50 years time, I hope you're happy, but marrying you was the sort of biggest mistake of my life. And it's... It's a scary, scary kind of bit of footage to to put out there because Haley's just standing in the middle of the corridor uh, in the hallway watching it and you think they're just getting on the side of good now where things are happy and calm and their relationship is stabilising and then bang, this this happens. And, And this is kind of what makes me lean more towards the Rachel side of things because people are becoming too happy, people are becoming too comfortable and people are cutting her out and she needs to like i was gonna say muddy the water but basically shitty the water um, <laughs> and make it horrendous and um it, it's kind of affected is it's affected her hasn't it and uh, like it was only certain people that were played as well so i don't know whether that was intentional and it was like intentional attacks at these people because it was mm. it was nathan lucas brooke and tim wasn't it? And and Jimmy. Mm. Yeah. So there's all those people that that they've brought up. Um uh, and there wasn't anyone else. There was no one else mentioned and uh and I, I don't know whether it's implied that other people were were included, but I think it's implied that it was everyone because Mouth. later wait yeah, later Lucas says to Jimmy, Oh, don't worry about what you said. Everybody's worried about what they said. You know, so I I sort of got the impression that everyone's was played. It just so happens that those were like the first ones or something. Yeah, maybe. It just felt it just felt like they were they were the target few, and that that was what yeah. was being played intentionally. But mm. hey ho, we never know. We will never know. Um, but maybe we will. Uh, maybe we will. Yeah, Nathan um, is kind of standing there looking at Haley from opposite ends of the corridor, and she kind of walks away sort of not storms off but she just gets away from the situation and later on in the episode she appears to him in his in his room right and they're talking and she says you look great and look it it happened at a bad time and it's about moving forward you know and and actually they both have that kind of really sort of sweet discussion between them that that carries on throughout the episode, as, um, and they're, they're really being honest with each other, and it's it's really really good to see that their relationship is at that level. And again, I couldn't help but think Nathan 
has grown up so much. Mm-hmm. He's got mm-hmm. to that level now where he is. He's almost a, a, like a. He's just a married man now. Is is kind of how I would look at him. It's it not yeah. not, not a boy playing a, a man. He's a he is a man, and he's and he's holding it well, and he's being very grown up, and his change in character has been phenomenal really from from where he was at the beginning to to now and uh, i really enjoyed his path i really enjoyed the way the direction he's gone because we, we had a a relapse for a little bit early season three where he's you know hot-headed and nasty again to kind of settling back down again and going actually i do love you or i you know i want to spend this time with you i'm incredibly proud of you this is you know that love has never stopped i just he just kind of struggled to display it in the right way and you know vent his frustrations in the right way and and this episode just categorized that and and really brought that to the forefront of of kind of like that Mm. solid bond that they have that that naily bond is like almost seems unbreakable now yeah it is great to see them in such a healthy position and to see nathan in control of his emotions it feels like he is understanding his past emotions better like as as we get through the episode and Haley's talking about you know being nervous of performing and it's actually because she's nervous of performing in front of Nathan and he's saying he's actually scared of being vulnerable to her again and it's there's one thing to feel something it's something else to feel it and understand why and what that means and then what to do with that and that is to me uh, like that is being an adult or not necessarily being an adult but being in control of your emotions you know and understanding yourself as a person and for him to be able to be there at such a young age I think is a testament of all of the things that he's been through it's like he's hit the next stage of maturity doesn't it and he's, yeah. he's really gone to that next level and he's really going to make it work and uh, one thing that really stood out to me in this episode was he said, like, I'm fine with everything. Go out there, enjoy it. You, you know, do what you got to do. I'm happy. She does it. She comes back off stage and he goes back to see her and he says, I need to tell you, I need to be honest with you. I am scared. I was worried. I am mm. worried about this. It, it bothers me, but I don't want to say anything because I want you to go out there and enjoy the show and, and really, you know, get in the mood for it and feel for it because it's what you're great at. And, just what a great sentiment what a great moment you know and then he came to lucas's rescue in the episode he you know he supported in that little fight scene that they had yep when he also watched lucas talking and lucas saying you know i want to protect my family and free the people from my evil father you know that kind of thing um Mm -hmm. he kind of like went along with it and said it's okay and i get it it's it's not a problem it's almost like he's gone i know you're doing that for the right reasons and i i think i fall in that category of freeing the people you love now which Mm -hmm. is you know it was a great sentiment nathan had a really really great episode in this episode i i need to ask yeah he did for sure i need to ask you um before we sort of and we've probably got more to talk about with them anyway but before we move further so you watched this on the watch along, right? Mm. And then when when did you watch it again Today. for the podcast? Today, right? Okay. When you watched it again, knowing what happens in in the next episode, how did how did it change your viewing of it? Because there's so many things that you know are set are setting up to be torn apart. 
Um, yeah, there's, there's, uh, thing is I got to try and take, because I knew that we'd be podcasting it separately. I'm trying to, I tried to watch it with that. Acting like you didn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Almost with that separate view in mind to think, don't consider the next episode, just consider this episode for what it is. You know, obviously I can't make any predictions about the next episode. The only thing I can predict on is like who released the video and what might happen you know there's more to predict from the next episode than there is from this one basically because yeah. it's you know yeah, yeah. i already know what's going to happen but um yeah i try to i try to watch it for the episode that it is rather than what the next episode is going to be because i've been incredibly fortunate in that i don't know what any of the next episodes are going to be so all of it is prediction all of it is surprise all of it is you know new to me um and i guess i'm on the other hand of that I'm still lucky because I, I have seen the next episode and I do know what's going to happen so I can be a little bit more judgmental this episode I can pick out bits that have been said you know there's things that um, that that Dan and Keith part Dan and Keith's conversation is foreshadowing of what happens in the next episode and mm-hmm. it, it all kind of comes together doesn't it and yeah well even all the way back in season two when uh they were doing the time capsule and that time capsule episode. Everyone in the chat was like, oh my God, I can't believe, you know, this is what, you know, what's going to pay off, you know, in a season later or whatever. Um, oh, Mike's trying to get in. Sorry, Mike, you didn't know that the clocks went back. But I put out a separate message saying that they did. You did. I saw, I've seen it. Yeah. So... Do you want me to let him in for a second so you can tell him to go away? I know that would make you happy. Do you want, I could just message him if you want. <laughs> you don't even want to talk to him. No, let's not bring him in. <laughs> I'll message him. We love you, Mike. You know we love you, really. What, we he's in you. very, very, very early. Oh, yeah. Still early. You're confused, Mike. Yeah. Either way, you're confused. Either way. <clears throat> well okay while dom's doing that uh it's it's been building for such such a long time um but and here we are it finally paid off uh, if we continue with nathan and Haley, then Haley is going to perform she's singing the finale to lay miz underneath the the vanity table it's like her pre-game ritual. These are really nice moments between her and Nathan. It really does show their growth, shows their understanding of each other. And yeah, just the, the continuation of, of the good times that, that they're having. Would... Haley kills it. You get to hear Halo properly, which is, again, one of the other videos I'm going to show later in the watch along is them showing uh, them on tour as her as Haley James got on tour and doing the shows and whatever. So weird. Oh, her name at the beginning wasn't um, Bethany Joy Lenz. It was Bethany mm-hmm. Joy something else. Is Lenz a married yeah. name? No, the the new name, I forget what it is. It begins with G. That's on the credits. This is when she got married oh, okay. in real life. But I think it was short-lived. I think they they maybe got divorced a bit after. They were right. making jokes about this on Drama Queens. Uh, I haven't listened for ages, but uh, I don't know how many episodes back. And they were saying about how between the three of them, they they have like 
10 engagement rings or something, <laughs> you know. But all these men want to marry them, you know. So, yeah, but good spot. Good spot. I have to say with, with Haley's, uh, like, again, like you said, pregame ritual, I um, like Lame is, is is one of my, is probably my favourite musical ever. Uh, I think it's brilliant. And I used to listen to the soundtrack all the time. A lot of, like, I would just, drive to place like even if i wasn't driving far just put the soundtrack on and listen to it original cast of course not the film and uh <laughs> original cast of 1985 <laughs> uh, is it better than greece though it's better than greece too <laughs> i've never seen greece too is it michelle pfeiffer it's rubbish you're mouthing rubbish you're not you're too scared to say rubbish sarah will come for me <laughs> do you know apparently they were gonna reboot greece with justin timberlake so glad they didn't and so olivia newton john didn't yeah she was gonna come back <laughs> can imagine <laughs> oh gosh nathan and Haley, i can't really ask you for predictions on this one so um we'll just move on so who do you want to go to next we've got brooke we've got lucas We've got Keith, Karen, Dan. Peyton? Oh, Peyton, of course. Should we, should we go down yeah. the, the Peyton path? Oh, my gosh. The Come on, before we, before we even start, the Fallout Boy thing. The Fallout the Boy. The bassist. Yep. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Uh, which bit? The fact that he him like, hit him on like her. hitting on her. Yeah, and she's in high school, and he's like, how old is he meant to be? Like twenty eight or something. <laughs> I don't think he's about twenty eight then. He's probably like twenty two, twenty three, maybe. Can't be that old at that point. No way. How old? How? Hang on. Okay, reckon... his name is his name's Pete Wentz, isn't it? I reckon he's probably about forty now. Pete Wentz. He is uh, forty two now. There you go. Uh, right. So this was, let's say, what, 2006? So it's like. So that's 15 years ago. So he was 26. Disgusting. <laughs> 26, and she's not even finished high school. So she must be like 17. 17, yeah. What a perv. <laughs> Also, he be, whoever directed... Are you being serious? You've, got, you've gone... You, oh, yeah, this well, is, it was just horrendous. Yeah. We flipped you around. Okay, good. Good. Yeah, that's horrendous. It's terrible. Also, whoever was directing him, directed him to uh, mime the guitar bits, not the bass guitar bits. So the bass is playing and being played, but he's miming guitar, just normal, oh. like, guitar. And it, like, it didn't, didn't work, didn't fit. It was so I weird, but, that. but they had to like, like he's even holding the whole neck of the, the bass and he's playing like that. You can't play a bass like that. Like, I'm, I mean, you'd like think... vigorously playing the strings when he would even do it You'd like think that. he would know. Yeah. You'd just... think he would know, right? You... As a professional musician. I mean, it's highlighted that you're the bassist. You're holding a bass guitar, yet you're playing it like an idiot. <laughs> but like, I have to say Fallout Boy... Uh, like it amaz- fall down boy it amazes me that they like keep sort of popping up in this show they're, they're obviously like I, I guess almost the height of their popularity by this point yeah. and 
It's yeah. massive. I, I mean, I've had a, a a message from one of our listeners who's like, they they love Fall Out Boy. I, I listened to one of their albums because they said, you, you know, can you go and listen to it? And they recommended it, so I did. I listened to it, and the I think the song that was in the episode is on that album, and you know, obviously it means a lot to them, and I think that's that's I think it's great. I love music, and Fall Out Boy is is a band that you know came over here, and I mentioned their song. Their cover of Beat. They came from over here? No, no, they came over here. They made it over here oh. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, yeah. Um, I mentioned their cover of Beat It, which is actually really good. Really, really good. And they got some really, really did, good songs. Did you, like, did you like the album then that you listened to? Yeah, there's some good songs on there. Yeah, definitely. There's a few that I would like probably not revisit. It's not, as for me, it's not an album that I'd probably listen to the whole way through, but there's definitely... There's a good like ten songs that I really liked out of it, so it's good. I like that one. It was we've had it in a previous episode when they were here last, I think, where it's um I can't remember how it goes, but basically saying like let angels Angel It's like saying like let angels let you in, like is in someone's past, like let the angels guide you into heaven basically. It's like a slow song. I really like that one. It came on my uh shuffle <laughs> not my iPod shuffle. <laughs> That's old school. <laughs> I always just put my songs on shuffle on my Do you do that? Sometimes yeah. If I'm listening to music, I just have it on shuffle because like I I get bored of one person too quickly, you mm. know, I like the mix. But yeah, no, it's good. It's good. But I mean, we've said this before, and anyone that's listened to our Mighty 90s stuff knows that we always sort of highlight when people aren't actors, but they're famous for something else. So like there's some like NHL players in the Mighty Ducks movies that have like a line or two. And, you know, they it's kind of a bit more, it's less natural. And I think... Pete Wentz was trying to make it more natural by putting in some, like trying to break up his language a bit. You know, he was like saying things like, well, you know, it's a good cause and we get to see you again. So do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not having a go because I couldn't act <laughs> at all either. Um, <laughs> not even, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely trying to make it seem as natural as possible, but he's not yeah he's definitely like a rock star not a actor but he you know he did fine it was just i it was his, yeah. his miming the 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 bass that annoyed me the most because someone uh, again someone was obviously directed in that way and said this is we want you to be like involved because you're you're the one that's um kind of had that touch point with peyton and it, it's quite good if you're then almost like the front man because we want to keep highlighting that she likes you and you like um that you like her yeah but yeah it was all right i he has the line where he says um hey we like your breasts so take care of them you know because they're talking about it's for breast cancer Mm -hmm. now i thought that was i thought that was like a, a good line like a funny line like you know um the chat was just going in a bit in on him being like oh gross <laughs> like disgusting but i think it's because of the age discrepancy i think because of the age gap i mean i think if he was saying that to a room of you know 30 year olds, 30 year olds or whatever yeah i guess or what did, did you have a thought i didn't notice the line twice oh <laughs> <laughs> 
He says, he says, we love your breasts, so take care of them. You know, yeah, this is for I, you. I, I missed it twice. I must have been elsewhere thinking about why you're, you're hitting on a 17 Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then, I mean, Brooke even, we'll start at the beginning with Peyton in a second, but Brooke even says, like, oh, I could see from over there that he was hitting on you and you were hitting on him back and whatever, whatever. Do you have a predi- you can give a prediction on this because the Fallout Boy wasn't in the next episode. That would be weird. <laughs> um, but <laughs> just playing in the hallways like the Titanic. I go down with this shit. <laughs> uh, but what do you have a prediction for Fallout Boy and Peyton, or do you think that's just a one and done? Um, I kind of think it's a one and done unless they become like instant messenger friends for a little bit or email friends but that'll be it knowing again no like i i would have predicted or said it's done because she is in love with someone else but now it seems like i'm saying that because i know what happens in the next episode but i had said that in the previous episode and the one before that and the one before that and the one before that so Yeah, I forgot that happens in the next one. Okay, so let's talk about Peyton then. So Peyton's time capsule is her talking. No, we see Jake um, and he's talking about, uh, you know, his our experience levels are a bit different. Um, you know, I have a baby. I don't like to use prophylactics, but, uh, you know, <laughs> she... <laughs> but, you know... Um, so our experience levels are different, but I'm doing something different with this one. I'm using the ball gag. <laughs> I'm, I'm falling in love. And, uh, yeah, so we get a bit of Jake back. So when you first were watching before episode 16, were you thinking this was, uh, foreshadowing a, a Jake resurgence? Do you think we will ever see Jake again? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. He, again, I, I actually think Jake is probably someone that will pop in at some point. He'll go to like Peyton's wedding. Is that is that sort of weird connection, isn't it? Jenny can be a flower girl. Yeah, that sort of weird shit. <laughs> like, I'd really like you to be there because you were the person that like, you're like my first love, but you're not really you my, were my first, first love. ball gag. <laughs> that was Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, with leather gloves he was wearing leather gloves yeah, yeah sorry go on yeah I, I i can only really see jake popping in and out you know once a season once every other season big episode maybe that'll be it maybe he'll come back and do what jimmy did oh my gosh no i don't oh mean my that God. i don't mean that at all, the but... next episode so much to say uh okay so uh, Peyton, this is another really great episode for Peyton. She mm. is on a run. Season three, I mean, besides the horrific, you know, dead mother situation, um, but obviously not her fault, but her character is awesome in this uh, season, and she's going from strength to strength. I think she's got to be up there as one of the best characters Um yeah, and like we said in the last episode, she's so needed to give that dynamic, that change. The um, but yeah, she's supportive of Brooke. 
uh, Brooks trending on LimeWire. That's a throwback, which is number 23 <laughs> on LimeWire or something, wasn't she? Um, and LimeWire is a downloading service for you, Marine, and anyone <laughs> else that was, you know, young. Kazar was before that. Uh, but yeah, and she's supportive of, of Brooke. She... Uh, is putting on the benefit. She's so confident to introduce, like, you know, the bands and everything. Uh, she's great. I mean, what, what would you think of her in this one? Shout out to Sunkist, who helped put all this on, with a big old Sunkist t-shirt. And... <laughs> How do you feel about that, that they're just advertising in plain sight? Do you think that's brilliant? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you'd never mentioned it, I'd be like, it's fucking Sunkist everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that you're like this is gonna be prominent in every episode is like really like key <laughs> but yeah i mean well done them i suppose if they're paying for stuff to be in the show then why not why not make one of the main characters wear a t-shirt and she's probably the only one that could pull it off to be fair because she's quite mm. you know quirky like that in terms of her style so it, it works it's like when you wear a band t-shirt she kind of get away with wearing you know, in a couple of seasons, she'd probably be wearing Pepsi or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Lex went on a uh, tour of the set when it was still filming. And she said that she opened Brooke's fridge and it was just filled with sunglasses. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're a proper sponsor paying for all this stuff. I meant to mention to you. Um, so this is around the time where they were, you know, the show was always on the edge of being cancelled. I think it only was for sure renewed for one season uh, or they knew before a season ended that it was going to come back. It's like the end of season six. So we'll talk about that when we get there because that's a season that ends a bit differently to other seasons because normally uh, you'll find they don't, the seasons don't really end on cliffhangers. They quite often end on, they, they, they do, but they generally end on, well, if we had to leave it there, we had to leave it there, you know? And they mainly only found out on, like, the final day of when they're going to renew shows that, okay, we're getting renewed for another season. Um, but at this point, they thought they were going to get cancelled. So this is why the school shooting happened. It was, like, apart from it touching on, like, a really serious point and, and all of these things, of course. But it was also, like, we need to do something to really get noticed, like, to, to save the show. I just thought that was worth mentioning. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely worth mentioning. It, it puts a lot in the frame as to why they've, you know, picked up these episodes. Because now we've, we know we've got six episodes to, like, from next week, six episodes to kind of unpick the events and kind of, I mean, all I can think of what's going to happen, I'll talk about it next week, actually, because it's related oh. to the next episode. So I'll talk about it next week. <laughs> okay well it's um yeah i mean i don't know necessarily they might have had this idea but didn't maybe they just brought it forward they might have thought we'll do this we might do this in season four or something or do this at some point but it's like okay we've got to just throw everything at it right now to try and save the show yeah so okay so yeah peyton how do you find peyton in this one I, you've summed her up like brilliantly already. She's, you know, a fantastic character at the moment. She's really in her element. Th- this girl gets the battering of a lifetime, doesn't she? You know, if if there's anything um, 
if there is a soul in the world, hers is it just gets a kick in. Literally, like every other episode, she's just getting battered all the time. There's always stuff happening in her life. There's just tragedy after tragedy, and she takes it. You know, she handles it really, really well. Um, and putting on the benefit, I think, really, really helped her and kind of emotionally kind of stabilised her, made, like normalised it and made it, uh, we're doing this for Ellie and we're going to make sure that, you know, we have a, a really, really good time and get yourself checked out, And but we're going we're gonna to have fun and we're going to raise money and it's all going to this charity and this is a, a wonderful thing that we're doing. And I, I thought it was great, a really, really good sentiment and there was no... She wasn't involved in the drama of the little fight scene and, you know, bits like that. She was just kind of kind of looking after Brooke, was worried that ticket sales were low. Brooke then had a, a really good idea, made the poster, boosted ticket sales. She was happy. You know, Brooke turned a, a kind of like socially damaging situation into a really positive thing and and it worked mm-hmm. and and that was that was a really nice thing from Brooke as well and it's these moments of Brooke that I love as well Brooke in this episode like where have you been hiding because the mm-hmm. last few episodes you've just annoyed the shit out of me but welcome back our Brooke is yep. back you know but but <laughs> back to Peyton sorry <laughs> I got sidetracked there Peyton was was yeah great uh she's I don't roll my eyes when she's on screen anymore <laughs> and that's important <laughs> the cringing of my spine has straightened <laughs> yeah it's nah, good how, yeah for sure like, she's i know yeah. you're you're feeling like she's better and she and you said it so many times like in the last couple of episodes she's like necessary we need her she's like mm. kind of that that point of contact that they all need for for whatever reason and i guess they all have that for each other but she she really does have a, a different kind of impact on them, but on, on us watching as well. So what are your, like, how is your, your rewatch going of Peyton? Because have you, have you had it in your head? Like, I've seen this five times before. I hate Peyton. Like, she's not, she, she's not a character I gel with and she does my head in. But are you now at a point where this is the sixth time I've watched it? And I'm thinking, actually, she's, she's pretty good. I generally watch it and just think, I'm hungry. <laughs> no, <laughs> no I, Still I think I have... <laughs> it's soon. No, it's not. It's like a while off. If it doesn't There's, ever happen, um, or like Jimmy reappears. <laughs> no, this, it just does happen, but you've got a while to wait, yeah. Uh, I think that I... I appreciate I've appreciated her the most ever on this watch, which is funny because we took it to some extreme levels talking about her in uh, earlier seasons. But I really appreciate um, her function in the show and what she brings to it. And um, Hilary Burton's performance is really good and nuanced. And yeah, no, I think if anything, it's just given me a deeper appreciation because this is the first time not binging it, like it being week to week and then us having the, such in-depth discussions about it, it's just given me a further appreciation for her. And that's the same with a lot of the characters. I think I was quite just focused on, like, Lucas, Nathan, Dan, Keith, Mouth. It's like, they were my, my guys. <laughs> yes, they're all male, Dom, <laughs> yes. My name is Must Love Dongs, yes, I get it. But... <laughs> 
call me John Cusack. Oh, um, <laughs> but looking over to them, to my, my pop ladies, uh, you know, Brooke, Haley, Peyton, Karen, Deb, I appreciate you. Uh, who you got there? Whitey. Yeah. How's he been settling in for his first week? He's done all right. He's done all right. My mum popped round the other day. Fred just came in for mm-hmm. a coffee and she went, oh, he's nice. Who's that? And I had to explain who Whitey Durham was <laughs> to my mum. We need to hear how you explained who he was to your mother. I said, mum, you know I have the most successful One Tree Hill podcast. Um, mm, the dicks on people, yeah. The dicks on all the other One Tree Hill podcasts. Well... This is a character from One Tree Hill. He's probably the best character in One Tree Hill. He's he's wise, he's folksy, he's hilariously funny, and he's the coach of the basketball team. Um, and he's probably uh, one of the best characters uh, in TV history. And she was like, mm-hmm. well, that's right, he's quite cute, isn't he? He's got a little whistle. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> Excellent. I'm glad you've introduced him to mum. That's important. <laughs> That's excellent. He's settled in. Has he been doing his laundry? Has he been pulling his bit with the chores? I'd let him off because he's so much of a G. <laughs> Fair. But have you been feeding him cashews? Whatever he wants, yeah. Cashews and meat. That's all he says. Cashews. Meat. meat. Feed. What sort of meat? I'm just, just imagining... Okay. I'm imagining little shopper horrors. Feed me, Seymour. You're having to, like, kill your neighbours to feed him meat. I'm okay with that. There's two people upstairs that I could do with removing from the world. Anyway, back to Peyton and your thoughts. Yeah, they are, <laughs> they are my thoughts right there. So that's good. So good stuff with Peyton. Do you want to talk about Lucas? You want to talk about Mouth? You want to talk about Keith, Karen, Dan? <coughs> Let's me. cover Keith. And Karen and Dan, because then that you know by the time we get through them, Emily will have joined us, and then it allows her to have more scope on the younger lot because that's that's the bigger part of the episode, mm-hmm. isn't it? Really? Yeah. Okay. So Keith tells Lucas, well, Keith and Karen tell Lucas, and Haley is there. That they're going to get married. Well, they're getting it. They're engaged, and um, they're so happy. These are happy, great times. We get moments with Keith is fixing the garbage disposal, which is a very American thing, by the way. American friends, we don't have that here. It's like a blender for your trash. So confusing. Yeah, in your sink as well. Yeah. But why? <laughs> I don't understand. What's the, what is the necessity behind this? <laughs> <laughs> it's just. Do you remember the Flintstones movie with John Goodman and Rick Moranis? I do. They have like a garbage disposal, but it's just like a little dinosaur thing, and uh, it's like, oh, it's 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 like. Uh, malfunctioning or whatever and he just puts his hand down its throat and picks out like a fork and that's so that's what i imagine is under there is like a lizard that keith is like tickling to like <laughs> make it like burp or whatever but keith is fixing it gives some good wisdom to lucas saying about you know 
sometimes things are worth fixing even if you know they're old and you know blah 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 that's not what he said he didn't say blah 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 well, i butcher all of the quotes but well it's, again it's kind of foreshadowing of the jimmy relationship isn't it because lucas says that's been broken for like a year and he's like well you know sometimes these things are sometimes things are worth you know fixing and sticking around for and what have you and all the other sort of sentiment that he puts out but the sentiment that keith does put out is is so heartwarming throughout the whole episode isn't it is just he mm-hmm. is just he is his real dad anyway but he, he broaches the question right there of uh, i want you to i want to adopt you and be my son i thought he was gonna ask him to be his best man again i thought he was beating around the bush because he's already asked him once he's gone oh, i've already right. asked i've already asked him once and ask him again and that's kind of why I thought, oh, that's why Lucas has put his hand on him going, Keith, just say what you got to say, because he's like, you know, I love you, right? And it's just like, Jesus, go and get your words out. It's kind of what Lucas is saying. And um, yeah, I thought, oh, maybe he's just going to turn around and go, will you be my best man again? Um, and so on and so forth. But he says, I want to adopt you. as I, w- I, w- I want you to be my my son, like officially. You know, I love you like a son. Um, let's Let's get it down on paper. How lovely is that? So it's such a nice thing, such a nice sentiment. I mean, he doesn't need to because actually, genetically, he is the father. So he is his actual father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He he inseminated Karen's egg. <laughs> Threw down. Through <laughs> <laughs> oh, the birth canal. But um, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, actually, just jumping back a little bit, it was really nice to have. A Haley Lucas Keith Karen moment. Mm. That was nice. Mm-hmm. That's what we should have had a couple of weeks ago, when Keith returned and they had their date and in the mm. cafe, and that that's kind of what we should have had. But it was nice to have it here. I think it was a really, really, really good moment um, to have that between the four of them. And and Haley would be that excited, you know. Haley should have been the one that was mm. greeting Keith when he came back, not not Brooke. That yeah. did not make sense to me. <laughs> It's um, true. It's true. But, but that, and you're right. It's like those reminiscent moments of like the pilot. And I know Keith wasn't there in the pilot, but when they're like eating chili, he was in the pilot, but not in that part. But they're eating like chili in the and you know handed out. Was it Julius Caesar and books and all that sort of stuff? Yeah. It's like good, yeah, good memories. Which how how wholesome and far away does that feel? Like the pilot. Very. <laughs> I was talking. Yeah. I was talking to to someone at uh, at work. So like, planning a call with um, uh, a guy I work with who lives in the states from Chicago, and uh, we just wanted to talk about Chicago Fire. No, not at all. Um, I, I hadn't spoken to them for for quite a while. I used to do quite a few shifts with them, and I, I haven't spoken to them for ages. So we kind of booked in a call just to have like a, a good catch up. And he said, "Oh, I saw the picture of you and Drew Barrymore, or like Drew Barrymore holding." <laughs> holding your your picture kind of what's that yeah about? he did what's that about so i explained the story behind it i explained it you know more about the podcast because he knows we do a podcast he knows it's about one tree hill but he's just kind of finding out a bit more and uh i, I kind of explained a bit more about what we do what we say and how long it's going to take and i said it's going to take a few years this is like this mm-hmm. this is years worth of work that we're putting into this you know four-year commitment yeah yeah and and he was like oh wow like how deep are you into this already i was like um well we're on 
season near the end of season three so we're like a year and a bit in and he's like, oh my god like you really and he was so impressed so impressed that we've already got this far and he I was, he's like yeah he's a great guy i'm just like you, you need to just start listening <laughs> and, <you might laughs> and hit a review hit a review <laughs> The, the Drew Barrymore thing is kind of mind-blowing. So, if, like, if anyone hasn't seen it, it's on it's on my Instagram. It's on uh, the Mighty Ravens. Uh, was it on yours as well? No, just uh, just. You, you post it on your story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on the Mighty Ravens on Simon Podcast. It's mind-blowing, man. Like, uh, And the best thing about it is we can legitimately say that Drew Barrymore is a friend of a friend. That's what I've been saying. <laughs> People have been asking me, like... So many people thought it was fake, and yeah. it's not fake, it's real, and uh, they're like, how'd you do it? I'm like, friend of a friend. Friend of a friend. Anyway, like, we're, uh, as we were talking about, I was thinking, wow, a year and a, a bit ago, so a year and like four months or whatever, three months, was when we started, and that feels so long ago. We've literally mm-hmm. come on such a journey already. I, I, I mean, I think personally between us we, we've come on a journey as well as the episode and the characters and how they they're moving along like between us we've come on a journey you know our lives mm. have changed slightly since since we started um mm-hmm. doing this podcast there's pandemic thrown in in the middle of all that uh, crazy you know i've like i said in the last episode or one of the previous episodes is that my 2021 has actually been a better one that most people would have recorded, you know, new job, new home, that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And our bond, I think, has got stronger as well. Mm-hmm. And it's such a nice thing. And we've we've created so many friendships and bonds with people that we never could have imagined that we would have ever met in any, you know, in any other circumstances. Yeah. That's one thing that he was saying as well. He's like, you found your like your group, your I can't remember the word he used. Like I use the word community. Like commu- I use the word community, and he's like, "You found your place. tribe." You fa- yeah, tribe. I think it's tribe. He's like, "You found your tribe," and you're like, "If I had said to you three years ago, I want you to go out and basically build this community of One Tree Hill lovers," you would have looked at me like, "What the hell?" But you've somehow done mm-hmm. it, and you've got that. And I was just like, well, "Simon does all the work, really." <laughs> <laughs> it is mind-blowing i just have to add in um i've since we started the podcast i also have a son i mean that's the yeah. biggest change for me in my yeah, life yeah, yeah. But, so, of course um, sorry i should have said but no no had no a baby. Just had a baby he's uh he's almost he's almost walking now he can walk like five six steps and um like unassisted like not leading on anything um it's crazy but yeah it's it's nuts, man. I think if if when we started and recorded the pilot, if we if someone was to say to us in a year and a half or less than that, there'll be a picture of Drew Barrymore holding a picture of you, <laughs> or there'd be you know eighty people that you know pay because they enjoy the content so much to get early access or get additional things and whatever, or if we're just about to hit 50,000 downloads, I forgot to tell you, we're like plaque. on 49 point something. Um, that's crazy, right? We need our plaque. Get the plaque ready. <sighs> and I think 50, 100, we need 100 is plaque. Oh, I think worthy. we're pushing it there. <laughs> but, you know, 50,000 downloads, uh, you know, 
that all the people, yeah, like you said, all of the people that have become friends, like they're are people that we've met through here that feel that are friends. They're like people that I want to speak to and have in, have in my life, you know, way beyond any podcast and people that if we go to New York or if we go to, uh, you know, Florida or any, any of these places or Australia or anywhere that I would be like, hey, I'm here. Let's go. Let's go have a drink yeah. or something. Let's we know, go. We know someone Nando's. here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's meet up and have dinner and stuff. Like, it's, um, and I'm so excited for 2025. Um, but it's, but like you said, Dom, that, why is that funny? I just want to put a little disclaimer out for the, for <laughs> the North London contingent. <laughs> if you want to go out, let us know. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. You're too close. You're too close. <laughs> You're too close. It's I'll, too easy for you. I'll go and meet join us you. in New York. Yeah. No, they have to meet us abroad. <laughs> no, every everyone. I mean, we I, I invited Tahani to basketball. You know, when we were still happening, That's like true. you know, I, everyone is friends. And when we finish, I'm going to give out my phone number to people. Will know how good a raven they've been in 2025 if I message you and say, "Hey, here's my number." Pressure. <laughs> So much pressure because this is an exclusive club. There's like 11 people in the world that have my phone number. That's not even a joke. I mean, there's like 11 and like six of them are family members. (laughs) And one of them's you. (laughs) But like four other randoms. (laughs) Yeah, one's my wife. No, she counts as family. Uh, Yeah, yeah, she was in the family block. (laughs) There's a couple of... But um, but and sincerely though the the greatest part of it has been has been our friendship that has I wouldn't even say like reignited it's like reestablished as adults um, and how easy it is like I can talk to you about anything for hours and it's never laborsome is that a word you know it's never laborious in any way at all it's always so easy um and i think that's the sign of a true friendship like i can facetime you and you'll begrudgingly answer <laughs> I and mean, we could talk for an hour and it's never like having to think mm. do you know what i mean it's like, i think that's special i don't think everyone has that i think that's a unique thing you might have a couple times in your life with a few different people and i feel really lucky to have that with you and to have it currently you know present and yeah so I feel the same. Appreciate it. I love you. I love you. Oh, God. I don't even have that relationship with my dad. (laughs) And that's blood. (laughs) Speak to him on the phone. You've got post-it notes of bullet points of things to talk, talking points. (laughs) And then there's just the gaps of silence. Useless. I'm determined to get your dad on the podcast. (laughs) I'm going to tell you it's Colin coming on as Jimmy, but it's actually going to be your dad. Oh, God. I would have told him to watch the episode ahead of time. It would be perfect. <laughs> but speaking of guests, Emily is here. Let's bring in Emily. We are back. We are joined by legend. Oh, my God. I did my throat in. That's how much she's legendary. <laughs> Day one, Raven. You're basically the queen. Queen Raven. Emily is here. Emily, how you doing? I am good. Thank you guys for having me again. I look forward to coming on here every time that I do. 
We love having you. Thank you for coming back. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing that surprises us. <laughs> I'm sticking it out all nine seasons. All oh, nine you're, seasons. You're, you are a You hold star. the record. I was telling Dom earlier, you hold the record because uh, you, uh, you're the only person, you know, it's been on three times, mm-hmm. right? So um, it's you, because you came on in episode eight of season one, I yes. remember, because of... Uh, the the song of pete mm-hmm. francis song and then uh alicia came on like sort of in the late of season one like maybe episode like 19 somewhere around there so you and her sort of hold the record but she hasn't been on yet so you're the only raven that's been on for three episodes so wow. far so that makes me feel good <laughs> <laughs> yeah you you're killing the game um okay so uh have your have your five TV shows changed since we spoke last? Is there anything that's crept in? I should have listened back because I think I think I said Boy Meets World, and I have been um, rewatching Gilmore Girls, and I don't know if I said Gilmore Girls before. I know I said One Tree Hill in the Office. Um, we allow people to not say One Tree Hill now. People have okay, been doing okay. that, so if you want to do five well, then, and just keep One Tree Hill out, okay. Well, then it'd be The Office. Gilmore Girls, uh, Dawson's Creek. This guy. The, the OC. That's another one. And then, um, okay. Boy Meets World. I think that that's like my top five. Boy Meets World, so good. Yes. Uh, Dom is. really wanted to know what your favorite podcast was of all time. My favorite podcast of all time. Hmm. It's an easy answer, Emily. Hold on. It should it should be pretty straightforward, Emily. It'd be pretty straightforward. You would think. I do like the Office ladies. I will say that. Um, but I do. I, I love... don't think we can. Ex- I don't think we can accept that, can we, Dom? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> okay, it's the Ravens. Yeah. My favorite podcast. Is the Ravens. Oh, that's what I thought you said the first time. Yeah. You... Okay. <laughs> Actually, joking aside, that's actually an interesting, uh, an interesting question. So, like taking yes. taking our podcast out, what what are like your top three podcasts? So, Office um, Ladies. Yeah, the Office Ladies. Um, I was gonna look on here too. I like to listen to um, the Big Picture, which is with the Ringer Podcast Network. They have a ton of stuff with the Ringer. Um, yeah, they talk about they new the, movies. They do the re- uh, I listen to one of theirs called the Re-watchables. the Rewatchables. Yes, yeah, I like the rewatchables too. Okay, so um, Office Ladies and The Big Picture, and I guess Drama Queens would be my other one if I'm taking your guys's podcast out because <laughs> we we accept that. I like that. Okay. What about you, Dom? Have you oh, got I was, top gonna, three? I was just going to ask you th- top three podcast. I could name two podcasts that I really like. So I I I've started quite like Office Ladies. I, I listen to quite a lot of but Mm -hmm. i sort of stopped listening not because i didn't like it just got out of the habit of listening to it so i'm like really behind and randomly i told simon this the other day because i work on my own and i'm doing this project for work where i don't talk to my work colleagues anymore because i'm i'm doing something slightly separate i feel very sort of on my own so i just started Mm rewatching the office just in the background to feel like I'm in that office kind of vibe. So it's just, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm on season six already. <laughs> it was, this was only the other day. 
<laughs> I started watching it, and it's I'm already on season six. It's ridiculous. I watch other so stuff in between good. as well. I'm just I've got a problem. I need help, but I I do like the other series. But um, the Peter Crouch podcast, I really really enjoy. Um, it's a really really good one, and I've just started listening to a new one called the the Fozcast, which is uh, Ben Foster, who's a goalkeeper um, over mm-hmm. here in the UK, and he has just started doing his. Uh, well, I say just started doing it. It's, it's been about. It's been since July, I think, or something like that, that he's been doing a podcast, and there's some really good episodes on there. Um, and that's about it. That's that's all I can sort of think of. What about you, Simon? Um, <laughs> mine's, quite, mine's quite straightforward. Um, my number one of all time ever is a podcast called Hey, Do You Remember? Where they... It's these uh, three people, Chris, Carlos, and... Donna and they look back at movies it's American they look back at movies from uh like the 90s and late 80s and it's just so funny and so good they, they've finished it now but um they I've had both of them on I've interviewed both of the, uh two of them sorry um it's just yeah it's my favorite all-time part they've got an episode on the little giants which is like one of my favorite all-time like you know sports movies or movies in general I've listened to it like 10 times, like one podcast episode. It's like an, it's like two hours long. I've listened to it like 10 times. So good. So that'd be number one. Number two would probably be Rivercourt with Lex and Brian. That's the only podcast. I listened to the whole thing twice um, before we started doing ours. I love that podcast. And then I don't know what the other one would be. Uh, <laughs> probably be... Checking your subscriptions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there oh, there was a Lost podcast that I really loved, and it was called Looking Back at Lost. So, Maureen, you should listen to that. Only when you've finished, though, because what was unique about this one was the guy that presented it, he did it the opposite of spoiler-free. It was like once he'd seen it all, he was talking about why it all happened, like from the beginning, all the <laughs> foreshadowing, all of the stuff. Yeah. What was even crazier about it was he did it on his own. It was a podcast with just one guy. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And like he would just talk for like half an hour. And but he did it really well, like really succinct, really prepared. So I'd recommend that one. But yeah, the but in the truth is is I actually there's been times where I've listened to our own podcast and actually really enjoyed it. And I think it's because it kind of blends together all of the things I like about other podcasts, like you get some of the stuff, like our personal stuff. And then I love like having, you know, like you on Emily and like all the mm-hmm. people we come on. Like I think Dom said it earlier, but wait, did you say it off microphone or did you say it in the podcast? It was off my podcast. Oh, well, Dom was saying it earlier as well, but I like to think if I didn't, wasn't on the podcast that it was the sort of thing I would listen to. That was basically what you were saying, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, uh, like, it, it makes me laugh. It's a lot when we have uh, Raven on or, you, you, you know, stuff that you say. Occasionally, little things that I say still makes me laugh out loud. I, I literally, last Tuesday, I was uh, in the supermarket listening back to our episode with Tammy and I was laughing out loud at things and getting some funny looks in the aisles, so... Um, yeah, I try and listen back and have a little giggle, and yeah, it's good. Love it. Well, Emily, oh, hang on, just before we move on, Emily, do you have any bad movies that you love that you've seen recently? 
I haven't even thought about because I knew that I, for, I forgot we were going to ask that question. No, and I still stand by what I said before about after. They did put out a third movie in the after series. And I, I think it's going to be as bad as the other ones. Excellent. Okay. Well, that that remains then. That remains as your as your bad your bad good movie. Yes. Um, well, you are on for an emotional episode. I mean, we we watched fifteen and sixteen, and we we we've you know yeah. said that we're we're not we're not going to talk too much about sixteen. Uh, but obviously, Dom can't make predictions, and he knows where it's going and everything. Um, how did you enjoy the the watch along with it? I mean, how did what did you, how did you find Dom's reactions and all of that stuff? Well, I was kind of late, and in, in the middle of sixteen oh, yeah. was when I joined it, and because That's I right. was helping my mom make dinner, so <laughs> I was a little later to the podcast. But I I figured that Dom would have a big reaction to what happened in sixteen. I mean, how can you not? It, it's like the catalyst that affects the rest of the show. You know, so mm-hmm. like I, I enjoyed get, getting to see Dom's reaction to that. Yeah, and what's funny is, so I mean, we'll talk more about it in the next episode. But Dom did predict. So people were like, in between fifteen and sixteen, were like, dare I ask him what he thinks is going to happen with um, with Jimmy? And people were like, are you going to ask him, Simon? Don't ask him. Ask him. Don't ask him. And I was like, oh, I've got to ask him. I've got, I thought I have to give him the opportunity to do it. Otherwise, it's not fair, you know. So I asked him. And the first words that came out of his mouth was, well, the way he's acting looks like he's going to take a gun into school. And I thought, fuck you, Dom. Fuck you. Well. <laughs> Yes. No, he got he got it. But the but what I then instantly went into the chat with was don't worry, he will never see right. the final twist that's gonna come. And just don't without saying too much, Don, because we'll cover it on the next episode. Did you see that twist coming that Dan was gonna pick up the gun? No, uh, no. When I saw Dan's shoes, I thought, oh, what's what's gonna happen here? Is he gonna blame Keith for this somehow? And then, yeah, what happened next was pretty special, to be fair, in terms of, like, mind-blown craziness. What the hell? Yes. Oh, my God. I need to watch the next episode. Why have you ruined my life by splitting these two podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> so I have to wait an extra week to find out what, what happens in the next episode, which is right exciting but incredibly frustrating at the same time. <laughs> Well, let's so let was let's take it back. So, Emily, we haven't spoken about Jimmy. Uh, we've okay. saved him for you. Perfect. Uh, we Perfect. haven't spoken about Lucas or Mouth either. Okay. We were just in the middle of sort of talking about Keith and Karen. Okay. And just and we were talking about Keith saying he's, he wants to adopt Lucas and how nice these moments are. Yes. Um, and so I guess uh, if we were to continue with that, we were just getting to a point where. Dan picks up Keith mm-hmm. and says, you know, hey, get in the car. We're going to, I want to go for a drive and we'll have a chat or whatever. We get some great comical moments here with Keith, like looking in the back to see if there's like a hacksaw and all of these things. Uh, you know, which is, which is funny now that we, you know, we know what was going to happen later. Um, but yeah, I mean, Emily, how did you find these scenes with 
Keith and Dan and them reminiscing about childhood bullying and everything. Well, I I did enjoy that, like, when they, they went there and, like, the flashback, it was a, kind of cool to, to see the flashback of them as kids and how that Keith stood up to the bullies that were bullying Dan. I thought that that was very nice. But, like, as for them, I thought it was interesting when Dan said, how can two brothers become such bitter enemies? And, like, Keith says, you, you know? Mm. Like, yeah, and it kind of is mirroring the where we started, in a way, with Nathan and Lucas. That yes. They were these brothers that were being forced apart, really, by Dan again, because he was the wedge in between that. I mean, Dom, you were saying just a few episodes ago how you'd want to see more about how this all unfolded and how Dan became the Cruella de Vil of Tree Hill. <laughs> and now you're getting to see these moments. How did you find it? Yeah, it's it's, it's nice to see these touch points and actually... It, I'm kind of looking forward to the well. It's it's kind of a possibility in my head, but uh, that we'll now see that turning point and that change, and when their kind of closeness just flipped and switched to to the animosity that is between them, you know, and what really drove a wedge between them, because that that's the bit I really want to see. But it's nice to have these moments. What I was actually really impressed with was the swing set. That appeared and then disappeared. Like it's it's like they haven't they haven't just picked a random bit of land and just gone, okay, let's whack in a memory there. They've actually put in a swing set and made it feel like it was a playground like kind of the yes. area for, for these kids. And the the two kids kind of saying what they say, you know, is what it's kind of that this is what big brothers do, or this is what brothers do. We look out for each other and we look after each other. And and Keith, uh, like adult Keith goes on to say um, uh, you know, and you became bigger than all of us, you know, you bigger than the, the, the two bully kids, bigger than me, you know, in kind of stature, I, I kind of think he means rather than physically, mm. um, although he is physically quite a, a big guy. Yeah. Um, it, it's He's just a bear. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of, in terms of stature and, and, um, status and holding in, in Tree Hill, he is, well, he's the man now, isn't he? He's kind of top dog. But I mean, even before that, he was mega, a mega money, rich man. And um, but we know that that ledger that he has holding in his hand um, is is probably the reason why. And yeah, he he sort of gifts it to Keith. It's wrapped up. He gives it to him, and yeah, it's it's almost like this was going to be a surprise for Keith that oh look what I've got. And Keith didn't really bat an eyelid you know going oh that was in my safety deposit box and all oh, there's a window smashed in my house and the key was missing and all of that it's just like yeah. a, if anyone's gonna take it it's gonna have been you i don't care that you've got it i'm happy you can have it back and it was that it was that exact kind of sentiment wasn't it really i liked the uh well that's the thing about a smoking gun danny it doesn't care who it's pointed at so good yep so good definitely well, and Dan also says that the ledger and him were the only two things that made it out of the dealership. And mm. he knows that Keith didn't pull him out because he has the ledger. His hands were cool with, with the ledger. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he still thinks that it's Keith that mm. tried to kill him. Well, and this is the thing. So, Dom, obviously, at this point, you don't know. I mean, look, we're, I'm just bringing it up again because it's in context, but you don't know whether... Keith, 
you know what his status is whether he's alive whether he's right. not whatever right um but taking that putting that to one side it's so interesting on the rewatch of this once you know what's going to happen in the next episode because these are all the reasons that that dan is wanting to do this or he's trying to you know shooting him is because he thinks that keith tried to burn him in the fire right he thinks that keith's got this ledger to you know uh, blackmail him or to do whatever uh, but really keith doesn't want any part he just wants to move on and marry karen adopt lucas and just live a good life yeah definitely yeah i i i, I want to talk about it so much when we get there like this this whole situation and my predictions based on it so i'm gonna hold it in so i'm sorry emily it's it's, it's that's been, okay i can wait it's been held in for the next episode <laughs> it will be worth well, it too <laughs> it'll be like a five hour episode <laughs> <laughs> but okay so that's kind of it with them really isn't it with yeah. keith and karen and, and dan so uh should we talk about should we get into the meat of it should we talk about jimmy Yes. So, Emily, are you able to remember when you're on your first watch when you saw Jimmy come back, how you felt about it the first time? Well, this is what's funny. <laughs> my best, I, I think I told you guys, my best friend was the one that told me that I should watch Wintry Hill. Well, she spoiled what happens in the next episode for me before I could mm. even watch it. Uh, unbeknownstly to her, because she didn't know I was going to watch the show later on. And like, I don't care if I get spoiled for stuff. So like, I knew that that was going to happen, that, that Dan was going to shoot Keith. I did not know Jimmy was going to come back and that was going to be what set it up. So I, I really don't remember how I felt when Jimmy came back more or less. I, I remember feeling like, Oh, that this kid, he, he's hurting. And like, there's not Mm. anybody reaching out to help him yeah i mean and as i mean we have there is gun violence in the uk like it does it does exist and uh there have been horrific uh tragedies that have happened uh in schools here and things on horrible horrible things Mm -hmm. Uh, but it does need to be noted that it's on a different it's a completely different level to to the us because guns in general are illegal here unless you're like a farmer or you know the police officer or special police or whatever like guns are not legal you can't really you can't just have them have a permit and have them or whatever and obviously in america it's it's very different <laughs> but when <laughs> it's very different right but when when you was um in school and things like where were there like metal detectors and things or like w- was this ever anything that was a fear were you ever worried that this sort of thing could happen because i know there's horrific tragedies that have happened you know in america obviously with school shootings and things well not whenever i was in school uh, thankfully i live in a really really small town where that everyone knows everyone and like that wasn't ever anything that's that was a fear for me um we don't have metal detectors we do lock our doors now at the school and like i work at the school that i went to so i you have to have a badge and um a key to get into the door Uh, or you can buzz in and they have like a camera kind of like a ring doorbell camera 
and they can buzz yeah. you in. And then you have to sign in and it's like a whole process now. Um, earlier this year, it was actually le- earlier the school, like the previous school year, there was um, an incident where that there was a, a gun pulled like two blocks away from the school while my sister was in school. And that was scary. They, they, um, they evacuated all, well, I don't think they evacuated the kids. They, they locked down the school to, to keep it from going into the school. And the, I don't really remember how they got, cause my sister got picked up early and um, we went to another, we went like 20 miles down the road to go have dinner and like get away from whatever was going on at, at, near the school. But it, it was just crazy. And like, I never thought anything like that would ever happen in my hometown, you know, of like, mm-hmm. we have 700 people. So it, it was nuts that that ever even happened. But as for like, as a general here in America, yeah, like I do know places like bigger cities that have metal detectors and they get thoroughly searched probably if they, if the metal te- detectors do go off and yeah, but not is not where I live. That's not what we have. Scary, yeah, it, yes, uh, either way, yeah, and um, and I think like what you said, hurting. Yes, is exactly right. I mean, uh, if you listen back, I'm sure you will. Uh, uh, you'll hear Dom and I were giving some examples at the beginning of things of you know kids being bullied and uh, being cut off and all of these things. But before we even get into into some of the Jimmy stuff, I want to pose a question to both of you. And I've been wrestling with it and thinking about it throughout today. How much of how much of Jimmy's trajectory is down to mouth? How much of it is his responsibility? Now, I the part I I I have two I have two paths on it and then I'll, I'll hand it over. One is, well, it's not his responsibility. Everyone's responsible for themselves. Okay. Fine. But at the same time, he completely cut off his friend. Uh, he, like Dom gave a great example earlier that I hadn't even thought of, that he held auditions for someone to commentate with him, which I never even considered, which, of <laughs> yeah. course, come on, that's what you did together. Um, and it does feel like, like Lucas, okay, we didn't see Lucas and Jimmy as like super tight. They were like in the same friend group, but, you know, Lucas was always doing his own thing. I think Mouth has some responsibility here. What? How do you guys feel about it? Dom, the start with you. You haven't spoken for a minute. <laughs> um, responsibility is a, a difficult word in this episode because okay, so just just for context for Emily, is that I th- I've predicted that Rachel is the one that put the video out that found the 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 time capsule and let's put it out because I don't know we don't know from the next episode hopefully the one after that we find out um, and I said that Rachel or whoever put that video out is although Jimmy is kind of responsible for doing the, the shooting and taking the gun um, that person is kind of like accountable for it because they've put that video out they've put him further into that frame of mind and into that loneliness and that depression and and have caused him to have so many more problems on top of the problems that he already had you know because it's just made it 
escalated it so much, so much worse. And when we talk about the word responsibility and mouth, I think mouth has a not necessarily a responsibility to this or is responsible for this, but has a like a connection to it that that could have prevented it, that could have could have really supported Jimmy and supported his friend or pointed him in the right direction or or even if he'd spoken to him once a month, you know, or whatever. There 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 is an angle where, yeah, okay, mouth really could have done something different to to help prevent this. But from the other side, he's a teenager, he doesn't know what's going through this guy's head. People do move on. I mean, Lucas sums it up by saying it's a two way street. You didn't reach out to us. So you know, Jimmy is definitely responsible. <laughs> so, um, but but I will just add on that. But that's it's different when you leverage from a position of privilege. So where it's a two way street, but in terms of a social hierarchy, Jimmy would be calling Lucas, who is now up here with all of the like jocks and, now- and super. I'm air, I'm air quoting for people who can't <laughs> see. You know. Where it's it's much easier for Lucas to call Jimmy because he's calling down. Do you know what I mean? But it, it's it's not really any different for him to call Mouth. So he knows that Mouth is still on the. Okay, it's it's a horrible way of phrasing it, but he's still on the geek trail. He's still in that category, isn't he? Really? So he could still technically yeah, reach wow. out to Mouth. It just depends on how Mouth has responded to that, or you know, if he if he hasn't at all. I mean, the word responsible is the only thing that that puts me off saying, yes, it's he is, like meaning mouth, because, you know, teenage, we, we talk about this all the time, teenagers are dickheads and boys are well, stupid. That's, that's, so. <laughs> well, let's not say responsibility, let's just say a part to play. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, without yeah. a doubt, without a doubt. I'll shut up and let Emily talk, but without a doubt, mouth. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, yes, I think that not necessarily responsible, but a part to play, sure. Yeah. M- Mouth didn't get in touch with Jimmy after that they lost touch. Like, you know, and it's, it is hard when you're a teenager and like you, Mouth was moving through different cliques and he was hanging out with Brooke and he was hanging out with more popular kids. And like, I'm not going to make excuses for him for that because like that that's just being a teenager and like losing touch with your, your friends, you know, but like, he that hurt Jimmy in a way that Mouth wasn't like predicting or like in- anticipating, and mm. everything that like the things that happen to you, like they fuel you in a way to do something, and you ultimately have the power to decide: Am I going to do this bad thing, or am I going to just let it go and like move on with my life? You know, it, it's it was totally Jimmy's choice to do what he did. But at the same time, yeah. Mouth did play a part in it by not being a friend, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's well put. Because they are choices. That is, there's a difference between thoughts and choices as well. That sounds really abstract. But in terms of, I think sometimes people judge themselves for thinking certain things, but they're not the choices. The choice is if you act upon certain things and what your physical actions are, you know. And sometimes people 
think of doing something they're close to and then they don't and they made the choice and it's like no i'm not doing that i'm not that guy i'm not whatever and then obviously for jimmy he made a choice that we we have to save it and talk about it in the next episode but when his eyes wide you know ah it's a whole thing Mm -hmm. um yeah go on i'm sorry on on like a counter question to your question then again to both of you um in, in this episode Mouth and Lucas extend that hand. Lucas has recognised there's something wrong from the tape, saying it's it's just dark. The message he was putting out was dark and, and not good, and I feel responsible, uh, and, you know, I feel like it's it's partly my fault. Or his, he says that he thinks it's his fault, or that, you know, he's the reason. And, you know, that's when Keith says it's kind of never too late to fix something. They extend, mm-hmm. the, you know, their hand. They have the conversation on the river court where Jimmy sort of appears out of nowhere and like scares them. Thought if he was gonna do anything crazy, it would have been then. Um, but he, you know, they have the conversation. It's difficult, and the way he hits back at mouth and goes, "Oh, he speaks." That was my favorite line. So my good. Favorite line. So so good. But he's invited out. He asked, you know, Mouse has come along. You know, loads of people messed up on that tape. We we want to make amends. We we want that they they reached out. This is the point of reaching out. They recognised mm-hmm. the error of their ways. They recognised something was wrong with Jimmy. They they invited him out, and it was the the getting beaten up at that event, and it was uh, kind of Rachel at the end saying, "I pepper sprayed him because I wanted to pepper spray someone." You didn't. I didn't care that it was you. That. I hate you, Rachel. Yeah, that is what I say. So actually, the the responsibility of Lucas and Mouth has that has that been dissolved? No, I. Well, okay, sorry, em, Emily, you go first. I got I bought it. Go, go on, Emily. Okay. So, what when Rachel did that? Like that was just another thing to add fuel to his fire because I think that he had kind of made up his mind after he had gotten beaten up. That, like there's got to be something something's got to change something's got to be done in order for this to not keep happening to me and like i i i think that that was just something that pushed it over the edge and over the line yeah and it was so sad because he he yeah. starts apologizing to the guy before the fight happens it's just like oh hey man look my bad i but and he's starting to like explain and apologize and the guy just starts beating him up but we are all overlooking we're all overlooking the one comment that kind of wraps it all up is that mouth and jimmy are backstage mouth says hey Mm ma'am one second i just need to go speak to brooke um and jimmy's like yeah cool go do your thing mouth walks away and jimmy says i guess you'll introduce me later because that That one hurt point that is the point mouth you unthoughtful little prick he wants you to just just be with him be his actual friend the way that mouth is acting is is like as if jimmy is beneath him and he doesn't want to introduce jimmy around people but i think you could maybe cut mouth a little bit of slack because he's wanting to talk to brooke about an embarrassing thing and wanting to apologize and probably doesn't want to be shown up in front of Jimmy, why are you laughing, dog? Not, How dare you? I'm not laughing, but I, I was going to disagree with you until you said what you just said. But still, Dom, he should have just taken Jimmy with him. And, right. you know, and then my other thing, I've been waiting to say this. 
Dom, you have been off kilter, my friend, for the last few episodes about my man Lucas Eugene Scott. You have been going in on him. And you know what? This episode shows why he is a great character, a great person. And all I want to say from the bottom of my heart is F-U-C-K-Y-O-U, Dommy. Okay. Hang on a minute. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You've absolved Lucas of any blame here. Lucas was just almost just as much of a friend to Jimmy as Mouth was. Never, and, never. And now Come you've on, suddenly decided recording. that Mouth is fully to blame. When Lucas just went went off and did his own thing at this at this point as well. Um and it you know and Mouth Mouth actually went, Oh wait there a sec, I just need to go and talk to her. To talk to Brooke, sorry. It's going to be an awkward conversation. I don't want to drag you into it. I'll be right back, is essentially what happened. It wasn't I'm ditching you or I'm being a piece of shit and just leaving you for it. It was, I just need to go and talk to her quickly because I need to go and clear the air and sort something out. And it's going to be awkward for you standing there. And it might be awkward for Brooke with you standing there. So just wait there a minute. I'll be right back, Jimmy. Where's Lucas in all of that? No, Lucas is is not absolved of blame. Well, well, okay. You think one thing, I think another. Emily, what's the truth? <laughs> Emily was nodding. In a <laughs> way, both Lucas and Mouth are to blame for what ha- is happening with Jimmy. Like they're not being good friends to him. And like, mm-hmm. fr- but Lucas said it. Friendship is a two-way street. Like you've got to be a friend to have a friend. And neither of them are being a friend to Jimmy whenever that he really needs it. You know. Yeah, for certain. And yes, okay, Lucas isn't blameless, but Lucas orchestrated making amends. Did Mouth orchestrate that? No, he didn't even speak. He speaks. Such a good line. (laughs) Such great delivery. Because we've all had those moments of like, oh, you showed up. You're actually going to say something, are you, after you've, you know, stabbed me in the back or in the chest or whatever else. Oh, it felt real. Oh, it felt good. Like, well, it didn't feel good. It felt horrible. But that moment felt good of like, yeah, come on, you big dick prick. Uh, He didn't say that part. I'm ad-libbing, Emily. But okay. So he gets beat. I think we can agree. Now probably is more to blame for what happened with Jimmy than Lucas. Because Lucas did take responsibility for it and like tried to make amends. A hundred percent. Dom, can we agree on that? A hundred percent. Lucas even says that no, he's no, the one no. To blame. Just yes. So clearly, he was the, the better. He recognizes just, that. <laughs> yeah, but Emily just said he recognizes it. He start. He put the actions into place to try and make an amends. Not mouth. Uh, he was leading the charge with that. And, but actually, Mouth probably had a bigger part to play because they were best friends. Can we agree on that? Okay, I agree. You're both right. I'm so sorry, Emily. <laughs> he makes it so difficult. I'm so embarrassed. We always have such a nice two hours and then back. <laughs> Raven comes on and Dom's lowest of the low. I'm basically a pigeon when they arrive, aren't I? <laughs> he wants a to cup be a of no one no one it's embarrassing to be a pigeon (laughs) they smell and they carry diseases but dom there was a few episodes back and you were like roasting me like you were really going in on me it might have been the last episode last week yeah (laughs) so you can give it back 
Okay, yeah. so wait, he gets beaten up. Uh, we get horrible situation outside with Rachel that we spoke about. Jimmy, Jimmy smoking. Um, it kind of feels real to life in a weird way. Like it kind of feels like he's trying to be like a a bad boy or trying to, you know, it, it wouldn't fit with his image from season from the pilot and to where we are now. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do you know what I saw with the smoking? Yeah, he's trying to be an adult. He's trying not to be in high school. Mm. That's kind of what I saw. He's trying to, if I if I'm smoking, I'm I'm a, I'm a grown up and I'm I'm an adult. I'm not this high school bullshit. I'm beyond this. That's kind of what I had in my head. It wasn't like it wasn't. Oh, hey mate, can you buy me a packet of fags when you're like a 13 year old <laughs> trying to get someone to go in the news agents and get you a packet of cigarettes? It was yeah, I'm a grown up. I I don't need this shit. Yeah, I just have, mm. I have to endure. I have to endure this until like I, I have to endure school because legally I have to go. But actually, I'm beyond it. That's how I saw it. Not not in a shitty way. In a in just mentally, he's checked out from there, isn't he? Sorry, I'll shut up. Carry on. No, I agree. I think cool. that that's a good way to see it. Thank you. Yeah, no, I I think that's really good. I hadn't thought of it that way that's some good that's good some good analysis my friend i something we've we've tipped over uh is some of the other stuff he said on the video um i forget what the girl's name is blah de blah uh i've got three words for you gang bang abortion oh my gosh <laughs> like they're not free words you're expecting to hear on One Tree Hill, but my gosh. There's the guy that date rapes as well. Yeah. It's just, yeah. wow, this guy, is, he's laying it all out, isn't he? Just letting it all out. I mean, it must have been quite cathartic and, and, and therapeutic Probably, yeah. kind of experience to be able to call all these people whatever you wanted to call them, because in 50 years it'll come out and it won't really matter then. Um Yeah. Uh, and then it's just come and ruined his life, really, hasn't it? Yeah. It's it's rough. Um, but, I mean, I think the writing of it is really good because they're, like, jaw-dropping moments. Like, whoa. Like, they're, they're, these are things we're not used to hearing in general, ever, really, are we? But, you know, particularly within the realms of the show. So it really sort of sticks out. Um and his kind of like embarrassment when he's in the classroom at the beginning is almost like trying to make himself small. Mm-hmm. I mean, God, uh, he he plays it so well. I mean, the fact that he is only in four episodes and he's you know barely in the first two. It's like just a, a couple lines here or there to the to what he goes on to do in these two episodes is phenomenal. Uh, what's funny is him and Mouth, both if the actors in real life, both have made appearances in Dawson's Creek. Yes, they have. <laughs> I like seeing them. I'm like, hey, Jimmy. <laughs> Get out of here, uh, Jimmy. So what else can we say about about Jimmy here? I mean, I Emily, do you have any, any other thoughts on on Jimmy's trajectory? I... He, the Colin, does a really, really good job portraying Jimmy in this episode and obviously the next. And um, he just, 
for him only being on the show for four episodes, he has one of the biggest impacts of the show. I will say that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we'll talk more about his portrayal in the next episode, yeah. but the way he uses his voice, uh, his eyes in particular, like they, they look so like, there's like so much going on, you know, like under the surface. Yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. The, the, the breaking of his glasses seems to be symbolic. And then there's mm-hmm. something in the next episode that like I'll, I'll talk about when we, when we get to the next episode that just, again, with his eyes, that just seems... It, it was the breaking of those glasses seemed to be a really strong point in this episode because it was it, you you see it happen you see them him take them off you see him discard them and then you see mouth find them and it was kind of like that this is this is definitely symbolic this is this means something um and i, I don't know whether you guys thought thought the same well, in the next episode, it's called "With Tired Eyes." I can't remember the full title, but um... yeah, or we it, like with tired eyes with something about we wept or we slept. Or, I, I always get it wrong, but it's a long title. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I mean, you know, yeah, it could be uh, tying in symbolically, like with yeah. that as well. But yeah, I mean a phenomenal couple episodes i mean the only thing we haven't quite touched on is uh brooke has like a great comeback when mouth is when he's left jimmy in whatever situation you want to say he left him in but it says you know uh he's like brooke you can't really think that i put the time capsule out and she says something like i don't know ask my car windshield or something she says something like that doesn't she you know he pretended um, it was my car windshield i think is what she says Mm mm-hmm right right uh which is such a great sort of scene back but um and then the other thing yeah great brook episode Uh, another thing we have to just mention so i don't forget but um then we'll we'll move on to judgments because we can sort of touch on bits we haven't uh within that but Whitey's monologue at the end Mm -hmm. is one of the most sort of like quoted infamous ones there he is yeah of uh of the show particularly things where he says things like um you know you've got to learn to let go of the past uh and you know it's in the darkest of night is when you can see the stars and uh yeah it's it's epic I mean, emily you you appreciate the whitey monologue yes that is actually my i have it down as my favorite quote it's one of my favorite quotes from the entire show but i, ha- I have it all wrote down the whole entire thing can we, ha- can we have it oh, oh you're gosh. gonna give okay. it or give it in the judgments give it in the okay. judgments okay. yeah if, if that's gonna be your line yeah right. but dom any comments on whitey's monologue just perfect isn't it i mean he started off in the you know holding back world war three and we're gonna have to call the swat team to deal with this lot and you know is kind of entertaining moments there and then when it gets serious towards the end he's like yeah that that monologue and um the picture of his wife and just all those moments together just really kind of categorize the the great man that he is and how wise he is is just pure wisdom yeah it's brilliant yes love it well okay well let's uh let's roll into our judgments and we can touch on any things that we've missed but before we do that if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast and how could you not then check us out ravenshoops.net 
wired on because basketballs go through hoops but emily they also go through nets ravens hoops dot net you can ask jimmy you can ask mouth they founded it well the dot com <laughs> we yeah. had to take over with the dot net yeah who would let's have roll in oh sorry i'm gonna just say who would have thought whenever you saw jimmy in episode two with his ravens hoops.net across or dot com across his shirt that he would come back and shake up the whole they whole show they were in our uh, intro for all of season one mm-hmm. dom we're what we're media Oh dear. Awesome. Well, Emily, who's your favorite performer of this episode? It's gotta go to Colin. Um I is it Fick, Fickles? Fick, I I probably will say. I think it's I think it's Fix. Fix I might okay. be getting that, that wrong. That sounds right. Yeah. I, I have him down as my favorite performer. Yeah, he's just outstanding. Yeah. <laughs> That's just brilliant. Dom? Yeah, I, I'm kind of foreseeing what's going to happen here, but I'm also going to go for for Colin. He was he was brilliant, so well done. Um, shout out to Brooke being, but we didn't mention Brooke that much. But Brooke's kind of back and a bit more fiery, and and was much much better in this episode. Organized, calculated, has got her thinking cap back on rather than being this crazy mess. So great to see Brooke back the the way we the way we like her. Um, but yeah, sorry, Colin definitely. Uh, and your Simon favorite performer? Yeah, got to be Colin. He's the man. He killed this, and it's so impressive because I, mean, I don't know what his other acting sort of resume is like, but for him to come in and be so central or central in this episode and in the next one, and it's not like he's had a two and a half seasons like everybody else to get familiar with everything and familiar with you know the director and the writers and how it all working and to come in and be that good is uh yeah really outstanding what about your favorite character emily i have brooke down as my favorite character i i wrote down she was a good friend to peyton and she used how that she was she had exposed herself in the time capsule she used that to her advantage and to peyton's advantage to um put out the flyer for the benefit concert. And I thought that that was a really good thing for her to do as a friend. Yeah, that is a great moment. And Dom? Uh, I'm going to have to give it to Jimmy. I think as much as um, the character is difficult and going for a difficult time, he, the, the performance was just great. And we see, it just felt true, didn't it? And it just, the, the nature of this character and how they're feeling was just pouring out and and you you couldn't help but sympathize empathize any kind of other thighs with them so yeah jimmy what about you simon i'm going to give honorable mention a shout out to lucas brooke and peyton because i think all three of them were great in this episode and peyton it was so close to picking peyton (laughs) um because i thought she was great but I also have to give it to Jimmy just in everything that you just said, Dom. And just, uh, I just feel his pain. Like it feels so real. And you just, like, I want to just go, hey, Jimmy, come here, get in the car. I'm taking you to the cinema. We're going to have a good time. I'm your friend now. Yeah. We're just, you come with me. Oh. Like, I just want him, 
I want to bring him home and just look after him, you know? And, uh, yeah, so... Well, Mouth tried that about... by taking him to a concert and he still went a bit crazy, but whatever. Yeah, but I'd be... <laughs> um, what's the difference between me and Mouth? Oh, I'd be loyal, that's right. Um, <laughs> attentive. Uh, Emily, what about your favourite... Uh, background performer one line or less okay so i had wrote down pete wentz but i went back and watched it he has like three lines in his little itty bitty mm-hmm. scene that he's in so my next yeah. one i wrote down was the um guy who trips over the bike rack whenever that he's looking at the poster of brooke <laughs> that was my <laughs> he was my favorite background performer that's a great shout that's a great shout dom um you're not going to be happy about this but the guy <laughs> that punches Lucas three times in the face. It's my favourite background performer. He doesn't say a word, but he has the best... He, he was probably my favourite character, to be honest, but... Let me just remember how the song goes. F-U-C-K-Y-O-U, Dommy. Dommy. That's good. Well, I didn't know if you... That made me laugh. Um, I'm not sure if... If you're going to accept this, but I've mean, got some explanation. It feels like he might say two lines because Nathan says, like, okay, or yeah, or something in between. But I actually believe the guy is still saying one sentence and he just took a breath or a comma. And so I believe it's one line. But the guy from Empire Records that says, oh, she's great. She just needs to be touring and then, or something like that. Can I, is he acceptable? I don't know. I was like, you're Haley's, you're Haley's husband's right. You're, you're Haley's husband, right? Yeah. And then he says something else. So I think it's actually more than two lines. Now you're the guy punching me in the face three times. <laughs> then I go with Emily's bike rack guy because that's a great <laughs> show. Sorry, but honourable mention was his name Dallas or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Let's call him Dallas. Emily, what was your favorite line of the episode? Okay. Are you ready for this? Oh, yeah. This whole monologue says, let me take a, take a breath because it is long. It says, it's been 50 years, 50 long years since I've done this. Looking back on what I said all those years ago, all the hopes and dreams I've, I had, I've come to the conclusion that if having things turn out the way you wanted them to is a measure of a successful life, then some would say I am a failure. The important thing is to not be bitter over life's disappointments. Learn to let go of the past and recognize that every day won't be sunny. And when you find yourself lost in the darkness and despair, remember it's only in the black of night you see the stars and those stars will lead you back home. So don't be afraid to make mistakes, to stumble and to fall because most of the time, the greatest reward comes from doing the things that scare you the most. Maybe you'll get everything you wish for. Maybe you'll get more than you ever could have imagined. Who knows where life will take you? The road is long, and in the end, the journey is the destination. Wow. Perfectly read. That was lovely. I'll look I'll look forward to listening to that part back. That part I'm definitely gonna listen to. Very good. Loved it. Thank yeah. you. That's great. Dom? You go first on this one because I steal your thunder on all of the all of the ratings and, and judgments at the end. So I know that you, you, you should have first dibs on the line. 
Oh God, there's so well. Frankie, there's so many great lines in this. So many. That whole monologue was perfect. I it was really close to choosing it, but I have to go with he speaks just because I felt that in my like heart. Like you could just like you disloyal fool ass bitch made punk. That's what he says in Training Day. But that's like. It's the same kind of sentiment. It's like he speaks the audacity. Yeah, I love that line. Domi? Uh, a great choice. A very, very, very good choice. And um, I wrote down Whitey's monologue was like, as a mention, like it was brilliant. So brilliant that you've read all of that, Emily. Because it's fantastic. Because um, I thought it, was, it definitely needed to be, to be said. Um, I wrote down... Keith to Lucas, it's never too late to try and fix things. I also wrote down Keith to Dan. That's the thing about a smoking gun, Dan. It doesn't care who it's pointed at. But mm. my favourite line was also, he speaks uh, for exactly the same reasons you said, Simon. It just, it, it's probably the most impactful two words of the whole episode and, and really made a point. And yeah, definitely. It's like he'd been holding it in for so like a year mm. and just wanting to say something and it's just like, oh, he speaks. Ah, oh, so good. What about your favorite song, Emily? I wrote down quite a few because and I even wrote in my notes that this ha- episode has some of the best music in the show, in in my opinion. But if I have to pick yeah. just one, I think I would pick Dark Blue by Jax Mannequin. But honorable mention to definitely Halo by Haley James Scott. That one is we got to hear it in its full entirety and lovely. I love that song. It was my alarm to get up my senior year of high school. So <laughs> <laughs> love, love that, that song. But if I had to pick just one, it'd be Jack's Mannequin, Dark Blue. Nice. Dom? Oh, I went for a song that was a little bit out the way, but but definitely featured in this episode. So the the, the kind of easy choice would be Fall Out Boy, Fall Down Boy. Yeah. Um, and and to to pick that song, it was a great song, and Jack's Mannequin as well, great great song. But I actually picked uh, the We Are Scientists song that played uh, right at the beginning of of the the trick night, which was Nobody Move, Nobody Get Hurt. So and I used to I used to really like We Are Scientists. So yeah, I'm going for that song. Simon, do you have one? Yeah, I don't know what it's called, but I have it downloaded because I really like it, and it's from. <laughs> jack's mannequin as well and it's the one that goes this is morning yeah the mixtape is what that is called and i had it in my yeah but you guys already talked about peyton um hillary burton makes an appearance in the music video for that song for the mixtape and it's set in tree hill and it's in her bedroom so you guys no way (laughs) oh we'll have to watch that that's crazy well yeah i love that yeah i do too (laughs) swimming through your stereo yeah if i felt better i'd do i do a full rendition when i feel better next week don't remind me i'm doing a full rendition of that song it speaks to my register uh okay so let's get to the precious precious oh god sorry my throat went again rating emily did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation yes i did and it has increased decreased Stay the same. Stayed the same. Okay, Dobby. Uh, I had an. I've toyed with this number so much, and I had. I have to keep reminding myself that I've 
like I need to see I need to discount one. the next episode. So I do have a number and I'm just going to go with it. What about you? Hell yeah. <laughs> Come on. I know what it is. Come on. Do this for the people. I swear <laughs> to God. Yes, I have one. I've always had one. I always knew what it would be. Okay, ready? Ready. One, two, three. Ten. Ten. Thank the Lord. Thank you. Yes, it's a ten. It has to be a ten. Well, uh, so much more to talk about on the next episode. Emily, we appreciate you as always. You are our Queen Raven, number one. And uh, it's always such a pleasure to talk to you. And, uh, you know, you're one of them people that we've bonded a friendship through this so yeah we really appreciate you i'm so glad to be here i love coming on here and talking to you guys it's the highlight of it'll be the highlight of my week for sure this week oh well you've obviously got a slow week on then (laughs) (laughs) you're an absolute superstar emily we we love getting to talk to you and, and having you on and and you again bring different insights to to what we bring as well and and always have a a different edge and it's fantastic so thank you for joining us yeah thank you guys for having me and hopefully i i will be back i know in season four but may, didn't i say for one for another one this season do you yeah well just message me okay we'll sort okay. it out we're Pretty good sure. we're good okay yeah yeah, yeah. whatever's in there if it's not in there we'll put it in there <laughs> okay but dom let's get a ravens on free my man we're just going normal yeah let's do it Ravens on three, everybody. You ready? One, two, three. Ravens! Ravens!